tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holton, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. ZombieCast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. You follow me? And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie, episode 181, where I'm Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Norma. I'm Ted. And thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. I want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. It's the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Just come over here, enter that, enter your name, mingle with the zombies in chat, mingle with the show. It's always a good time over here. Uh, we love mingling with the zombies uh, here live each week, but if you want to hear us live, if you can't join us live, simply add the TuneIn app to all your devices, even the Xbox One, and add All Games Radio on there. The ZombieCast will come out live uh, as we broadcast it's, uh, it, every Monday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, so uh, be sure to check that out. We do want to remind all you guys to go over to ZombieResearchSociety.com as we're the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles. And over on the front page now, not the second, but the front Click that uh, zombie cast link there at the bottom uh, and listen to our shows over there on, with, on the Society work while you're browsing those news articles each week. And we want to thank the Society over there, Mr. Matt Moe, Romero, everybody on the panel, because uh, we love being the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. And while you're over on Facebook, search the zombie cast like our page over there. And over on the Twitters, 
The global Twitters, search ZombieCast World, follow us there, click that banner up top, and follow each individual host. Mm. Host! Mm. So how's everybody doing? How, how are we doing, Matt? How, how many inches? How many inches are you, Matt? Uh, right now, about three or four. Oh, no, uh, no, <laughs> like a half. It's getting pretty chilly up there in Canada. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shrinkage going on. We got some. I was in the pool! We got, like, right. dusting is what we got up here. Dusting? Well, like snow, like just just a light little layer of snow right now. Y'all are dusting. Well, we got a light dusting of snow. Sean is what I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, we did too. Did what you? didn't dust? It just it just sprinkled a little bit of snow today. Yeah, so it's got a nice little like Christmas atmosphere going on, but mm-hmm. it's not. We're not buried yet. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you're like probably what 35 right now. I wish it would. No, I wish it was. I miss Christmas. No. It was like it was like eighty degree. I was in my car today listening to to a. Uh, it's Christmas time and there's no need to be afraid. And uh, you know, band aid and it's like eighty degrees. It's like this is fucking bullshit. Oh, <laughs> I want eighty early degrees. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, we got El, El Nino coming through North Carolina, and they, they say <laughs> we're gonna get more Nino, snow than normal. That's old. Oh. They're predicting like eight. You're, you're gonna get an inch and a half, a inch and a half down there. Yeah, yeah. that's a record. <laughs> it's gonna be all Canadian up in here with the inch and a half, right? Yeah. Are, you, are your kids gonna go to school this year? Because I remember last year every day was like a snow day for you guys. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, the Sean's kids literally did not go to school for like a whole year. <laughs> yeah, man. If if they call for snow here, they cancel it. Yeah, it's dangerous, man. Every, it's crazy. Every day, Angie was in the little private chat, like uh, free my mommy's like. Well, yes. school was called off again today, and I started to realize, I was like, have those kids gone to school in the last three months? <laughs> true, true. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm jealous, man. I want some snow, man. I love snow. It helps you kind of get in, this, in the mood, the holiday mood. Yeah. I still can't believe you've never had snow cream, though. Uh, what was that again? It was just regular snow and, like, milk or and something? Milk or something? And sugar. No, you put, you put canned milk, you put yeah. sugar, you put vanilla extract flavoring. And wonderful God created snow. Mix it up. (laughs) They've even got snow cream flavored ice cream like in the grocery stores here. So, I mean, it's like a big thing in the South. Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to just eat snow off the ground, though. That's kind of gross. (laughs) I do. After pumping snow. We should bring some of that snow to Florida. As long as somebody wasn't stepping on it, I'm I'm all for it. You all up in that business? I'm all up in that business. Guys, I'm a little upset. What are you upset about, buddy? What happened? Fucking Nicholas didn't make it out of the dumpster, man. Nicholas. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I, he had survived. I was team Nicholas, guys. Yeah, I didn't think he was dead at all. I thought that bullet was a blank. Yeah, I thought it was just a thank you and he was going to give Glenn a hug. And then, you know, they were going to be yeah. really good close buddies by well, the end of the show. I, well, I heard, I heard through the grapevine that he could have been a Gene that. Simmons fan from Kiss, you know. And he was pulling off the whole blow the... Blow the blood all over Glenn. <laughs> uh, it didn't turn out that way. Uh, poor Nicholas. Apparently not. Yeah, Apparently yeah. not. So, so uh, we're gonna be getting into the Walking Dead talk uh, and, and, and all things zombie. You know, I, I talked to Mr. Murphy today from uh, Z Nation, and uh, he wants to come on ZombieCast. So we're kind of lining that up now. So yeah, I'm kind of excited. Dude. I'm loving some Z Nation. Yeah, I got to catch up. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, I'm a little behind that. as well. Yeah, the new season is good. I know you said that, that uh, you were uh, doing season one, Matt. Season two is like, I mean, I don't even you know, filler episode is not 
a category on Z Nation. I mean, dude, it's always fun. And oh, it's always and entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've never uh, upset. So it's always good. Ted, have you ever checked any of them out? Uh, a little bit on Netflix, but I, I, it's not a Z Nation problem. I have a hard time just staying with any show. Like American Horror Story, uh, I love that show, and I'm like three episodes behind just because I have a, a mental defect. Right, right. But I'm there with you, so it's not it's not the show it's not the show's fault. It's just my I'm just I just have a lot of I, I have hard time staring at a screen for an hour without being distracted. Right, I find right. with the American Horror Story it's just a um, mental defect. Mental defect. It's overwhelming that show, American Horror Story though. Like I I just feel like I need to have almost no shows on my plate and just watch that. I just gotta like power through it. Yeah. And, and not to mention each episode is not an hour. Season. Each each episode's these there are these weird running times so you're like this episode is an hour 30, 33 minutes. Next week it's an hour and seventeen minutes. Now it's an yeah. hour forty two minutes. It's really Shoot. odd. They're long. Yeah, yeah. And they're weird times. It's like they don't cut anything out. They just go, "This is how long it needs to be," and that's what we're doing. And that's what <laughs> we're gonna do, dude. Just because of Ted and Matt and, and dude, I got to watch American Horror Story. All the stuff that I hear from you guys, because you know our banter behind the scenes is, yeah. I mean, you guys love that show. It's pretty good. A season mm-hmm. was it? What season are they on now? Five. Uh, yeah, five. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like watching season four on Netflix. I'm the like, gore dang. is pretty good, though. Yeah, the gore is fantastic. Like I'm yeah. on the edge of my my couch watching this, and like sometimes like the little kid, you know, putting your hand over your face and opening your fingers a little. <laughs> I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> but it's just blatantly just crazy. It's just insane. yeah. But I like it. Yeah. I think this season's pretty good, but I'm not – like, it's good, but if I had to rank them in order of how much I liked them, I think this would be the uh, fourth out of fifth for me. Huh? No, the worst is Coven. Uh, yeah, I best, started watching Coven. I couldn't keep up with it. It was me. Best is – I would rank them Asylum was my favorite. Even though some people hated that. I don't know why. I thought it was Asylum like, is the second season, correct? Yeah. I loved Asylum the most, then Murder House, which was season one, and then that Freak Show great. third, and then Hotel, then Coven. That'd be how I'd rank them. Well, the first one was, I thought, was one of the best because it was actually like a, it felt like a full, complete story. Whereas like the seasons after that, they just went like scattershot with all the plot lines. Like there was plot changed every three episodes, right? And the first one, it was yeah, like, it was Asylum real, had yeah. Asylum almost had two. Freak Show worked really well. I thought that was a very complete story, and they didn't mm-hmm. feel like they really went in. They didn't feel like they set up plot lines that they just never paid off. They're like, everything is here. It makes sense. You have a beginning and end, and everything pays off. Uh, Asylum's problem, as good as it was, it was like lost in an asylum where there's so much shit going on. You couldn't even keep your head around it all. Mm. Yeah. And they really didn't pay off a lot of it. It was A lot of it was like, let's just see how weird we can make this. It got, um, got Coven, weird. <laughs> yeah, Co- Coven, I felt, paid off. Coven, they really had a beginning and an end, and it was nice finality. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also Coven was basically like clueless, like clueless the the show with witches. It was kind of hard to watch. Yeah, it got that way for sure. I, I got to check it out. And, and you know, uh, people talking Enchant the Returned. You know, that's a good series too. Uh, I've never heard of that one. Isn't that um, isn't our, our friend Jaegers in the Returned? Like, doesn't he play something? Oh, that's that? right. That's right. Yeah, he, he was something in it. But did you guys watch like the the BBC series The Returned? No, I don't think I have. To where they had it, it was like they had a serum. You know, if you were bit by a zombie, as long as you took this drug, you know, you could. It, it would keep you from turning into a zombie. Only the world runs short of the serum that you take. So it's like a. 
Civil War. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yep. Hold on. But uh, but the return. I mean, I think it's on Netflix, the BB series. Uh, but there's also a French one, I believe. Uh, it's French. What what they said in chat, but. But that's good. You know, there's a lot of good zombie content out there. Uh, guys, before we get into the Walking Dead talk tonight, I was just uh, want to know, were you happy with the with the Glenn situation? You know, of course I, I, we were. We sold it. it. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we were happy with it. But, you know, I was watching the Talking Dead, and they had them via satellite from, from Sonoy, uh, you know, the showrunner and Glenn, and, and they're like, you know, how did you do it? How did you pull this craziness off and <laughs> fooling the world and all? And... and I, one question that I have is why why didn't they just put him in the memoriam? Why didn't they put him on the Talking Dead and play it up to what they wanted it to be? But they, you know they kind of spoiled yeah. it for everybody. And I, I I saw people last night like I saw I mean I saw a guy like say something like uh like if if you kill a character on a show they should keep him dead and I was just like what? not to sound like an asshole but I was like if you actually thought he was dead you need to get your head, you need to get your head examined right. Yeah, there's so I, to many. Me, the, yeah. the, the second it happened, I was like, "He's not dead." That's the other guy's body on top of him. He's gonna crawl under the dumpster. Well, that and was it, and the fact it was out. a cliffhanger too. Like never before in Walking Dead, and somebody can correct me, but never before they left a character's death up to a cliffhanger. Like it just didn't make sense that he would die. Right. Yeah, and we, and we if you go back and listen to this show three weeks ago, we all said exactly what happened is what we said was going to happen. We said he's not dead. They were ripping up yeah. Nicholas's body. He's going to shimmy his way under that dumpster. Yeah. And it's when and that show started. I actually I actually heard I had it spoiled. I heard Glenn was uh shown alive tonight or on the show before I saw it. And I it wasn't really a spoiler. I didn't care. I didn't consider it a spoiler because I knew he wasn't dead. Right. And I was like, "Oh, well I we've been listening for 3 weeks of people like people got really standoffish about it." And I'm not exaggerating. People on the internet, I had multiple people tweet me or when i'd write something on facebook they replied no he's dead he's eli dead. shut up <laughs> elon uh caldwell <laughs> well that's Our it friend, eli. <laughs> and yeah. it's and it's funny because a couple of people were like oh this is a really terrible way for him to go his he should have gone in a much better way but now i hear a lot of those people that said that now that they're mad that he he survived so i'm like whatever you just can't i don't feel cheated at all people were talking about how mad they'd be if he was alive i don't feel that way at all like i i think they did it well I mean, the guy was on top of him. The zombies ate him. He crawled underneath there uh, before they could get at him. He stabbed enough heads to build up like a little like a dam of zombies. Like he survived. People have survived a lot crazier situations in that show. And it's a fantasy show, right? First off, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I I I was happy with it. I wasn't disappointed at all. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, because one thing that I talked about when it first happened was you know once you see the zombies. The, the, you know they're focused on a, with a mouthful of food. There's a pause there, mm-hmm. and that's that's what saved him in the end. Was and that I thought pause? That was interesting how they showed us how days passed. You know, like it wasn't like oh, it's an hour, I'm out of here. You know, yeah, he laid under there at least least like 24 hours or yeah. something. So I really like how they how they depicted that. Right, that it wasn't just you know, but yeah, but yeah, I, just, I don't get the standoffishness people had about it, and it's like people like their emotions being played with or something. But I was like, I don't feel cheated because it was always obvious to me that he wasn't dead. It just yeah. didn't seem when it was happening. I was like, that doesn't seem right. Something's fishy about that. It was The Walking Dead turned NFL Ted. <laughs> it was us or them. Is the Glenn lives right. people and the Glenn dies people? Yeah, but well, you, well, you know how the NFL is. I mean, you watch some football, Ted. I mean, you know. 
Like, like I could go to the store with a Redskins jersey on, could be in that we got beat by the Panthers yesterday, it, and people talk to you like you physically play for the team. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I root for a team. I don't play for them. But, yeah. but it's kind of like, oh, you know, like laughing at your mom or something. But, but you know, the, the Glenn situation kind of got like that. You know, like you said, people people got a little heated over stuff. Well, people thought they were being I, I, had guy, yeah. I, had, I had a guy tell me if he, yeah, they're like, they're cheating. I had a guy say, he says he better be dead because if he's not, the show is ruined. I'm like, how's the <laughs> show ruined? Because that's horrible writing. Look, they came, it, the thing was a fucking ratings gimmick. They wrote a gimmick into the show and you fell for it. Right. And they gave you plenty of evidence not to fall for it. Yeah. Which we didn't. Well, Air, Air Drake is one of the, uh, the, uh, people kind of fighting it and i can understand so i mean glenn's on there not one nick on his legs and arms but like if, if people are mad at that situation they have to be mad at the entire season like these guys swallow gallons of zombie blood every day right <laughs> they get scratched they get nicked like zombie blood's going inside of them at some like it's just one of those and i'm one of the most cynical people and i'll call this shit out but when i saw how glenn survived i'm like okay i'll let that slide that's he survived. In my mind, he survived. I don't feel like it was a cheat for him. You know, if there was a complaint point, this yeah. is this is what people should complain about, and I think they're missing it. You know, a lot of people's like, oh, you know, like, like they're talking about how, you know, like like Drake's talking and Chad about how he was laying this that, and the other, which I understand. But but in the zombie genre, you know, you can get bit on your hand or whatever. But whenever a zombie feeds, it's the internal organs that they go for. And yeah. you know, they didn't even eat Nicholas. And, you know, people, you ain't even heard people complain about that. I mean, yeah, they, they left his corpse there, right? His head and everything, I mean, was there. Yeah. You got 100 million zombies. There. I don't know how, don't know how well head. his body was. I mean, one zombie ate Lori, right? <laughs> they ripped into his intestines. Yeah, but... that, that the Lori thing is one of the fishiest things ever on that show. That he went in there and literally she was just gone. And one zombie sitting there with a big fat belly. Like, did he literally eat her whole corpse, bones and everything? Her jeans, her panties, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yeah, literally ate her clothes, her hair. It was very odd. Yeah, it was. Uh, one thing. All right, one thing that I also wanted to debate, which I thought was done well on many occasions this episode, was the title of the episode, and it was called "Heads Up." Uh, we start off with "Heads Up" with uh, Glenn looking heads up as the water is coming down from Enid. Uh, mm. You know, there's several heads up moments. You know, people. You know, like like like. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a lot of heads up, you know, especially with with uh, the cliffhanger, uh, the balloons. You know, was there any mm-hmm. other heads up situations that you guys can think of? Because, you know, heads up, I, you know, sometimes was the, the show was called heads up. It was it was called heads up. That was, uh, the, it was? the title of it. But, you know, you had the balloons, uh. you had the steep, you, you, you know, the, the steeple. You had uh, Enid on top of the building throwing the water down. But, but you know, I, I was me and the guys were at break today talking about that. Uh, the di- the different situations that they had, just where you would have your heads up, you know, looking. I think it was mainly for the balloons, probably. But then, like I said, you had the steeple, you know. It, but I I, th- I thought it was really really good. Uh, the title of it this week, just for that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, I guess heads up. So, a lot of stuff's happening. Keep your head up. It's a stretch. Head up, Ted. Head up, Ted. I always try to keep my head Put up. Your head up. Get your head up. Well, so that was uh, the, first, get to the part. Uh, I'm oh, going to get to all the parts. First, I want to say how incredibly gory this episode was, and I loved it. Mm. It was just really nice. Like was the headshots. Really nothing nothing really stood out of me is all that gory. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Tara shooting at the zombies. We'll get to that. But, like, 
you just see all that stuff like splatter right on the screen. Is there a... Oh, yeah. oh well, and I, I want to say, I did. Oh, Sean, I wanted to say to you, I did not know she was pregnant. Tara, the actress, mm-hmm. not Tara herself. The oh, actress she was, was pregnant. Obvious. You told me, and now it's completely obvious. Yeah. Because I was paying like they the way they fr- they frame a shot that was this weird angle going up just to cut her stomach out. Then they actually showed when she was flicking off Rick. They had this very strategic board. Right. right across her stomach. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it was very obvious that she's pregnant. Yeah, well, if you if you know that they're they're doing things to hide it. So Matt and Ted, did you guys see Woodbury where the governor lived? I saw it several times last night. The brick building in the background, which was like the observatory, or, or you know where they were doing the zombie test and the head tanks were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was in the background. It, well, yeah, several occasions. Yeah. If you want, at the very beginning, there's a scene with Rick talking, and there's a. You know, you see the wall, and then you see a brick building in the distance, and you're like, and if you pay attention, you're like, holy shit, that's Woodbury right there. And then, yeah. then uh, at the end, where Glenn and Enid was looking across to uh, to to Alexandria, is the scene, you know, it's where, uh, Enid's parents got eaten, and then also it was the torture chambers where Merle. Remember, what, you know, because it showed those railroad tracks right there. There was a lot of scenery. Where me, you, and Ted hung out last night. You know, in last yeah. night's episode. Well, I mean, the set is literally across the street from the set of um, Woodbury, right? So, of course, right. yeah, it'll be in the distance. And you could see the whole set in, actually in that episode. They did a long shot of it. And you could see where they built, like, the facades, the houses, and everything. It doesn't look like a huge settlement, does it? Like, it doesn't look like this gigantic safe haven, Alexandria. It looks like just a, a row of houses, basically. Right, right. And, and, yeah, the only thing that I regret is we hung out on the Woodbury side. And if we would have just took five minutes. But, but we didn't know. You know, we went to Alexandria before it was ever on the TV show. But if we had rode around to, what is it, like Morgan Avenue that they always show on the TV show, which is the real street names. I looked that up uh, this past week. But uh, mm-hmm. we, we would have saw the entrance, you know, to, to where they, the gate Morgan Avenue, come on. Morgan Avenue. I was thinking that. Ain't it something <laughs> like that? Like Morgan or something. But you look at the street name. It's, uh, it's, it's, cross, it's cross Street. is Coral Coral uh, Coral Circle. Yeah. Coral Reefer. Coral! Yeah. And, Coral Reefer. All right, and before we, before we walk through this episode, I have one question because I was kind of – I didn't pay attention and I thought about it today. But the mm-hmm. grappling hook, was it connected to the the burn-up church? Or? Yeah. That's the part I wanted to bring up that I did not understand what was mm-hmm. happening. So, so did, did, did him – did he help pull the church over even though we saw pieces falling from it? No. I don't uh, think that guy's way could pull that whole thing over. I think, no. I mean the – I want to say that's the, truck, the impact the from truck all the zombies crashed into pushing it. on there. Yeah, the truck. I think and, that's and what the, the truck. The truck hit it, right? That's what it ran yes. into. Because I, I, I didn't know that, but somebody told me the truck actually crashed into it, so it just eventually fell. Right. Yeah. And then I thought, but about, what was he doing? All I know is I was watching the show, and then suddenly there's some idiot going across a a, a, a grappling hook. That I'm was like, Deanna's son. He was trying to yes, uh, get free so he can get a car and lead them away from like. Um, the wall. He was trying to do what Rick wanted to do, but he just didn't tell anybody. But why? why well, he was coming back in though. Like, wasn't he coming back in? Where? Well, after he, he after out? The went to shit. Like after, like I think the rope went slack, and he was like, "No, okay, now I got to go back in." Like, but originally, oh, he, was on his own. he he had gotten like halfway across and had to turn and crawl back. Yeah, yeah, right. and then the, the oh, I see. slack, and he's like, "Oh shit, I better get back," and that's when everything turned to crap. He was trying yeah. to be the greatest American hero, Ted. Believe it or I, not, I, can't, I'm I just can't walking. believe there's not there's not one section of that wall. It's a whole time. There's not one section of that wall that's sort of a little free of zombies he could have climbed over. Yeah, around the whole town. And there is though, because when you see long shots of it, there's like patches of the the wall. 
that they're not. Yeah, he. There's not zombies covering. He. It's like he found okay. the thickest concentration of zombies he could find to try to repel. Spencer is not the brightest guy in the world. This is a guy that was hiding and didn't want to fight anybody and said, "Okay, I'm going to pretend I fought everybody and tell everybody in town that's what I did." Well, they did nothing. So. I give him the credit that he's probably not the brightest kind of guy. He's Diana's son, though, right? Yes, Diana's yeah. son. Yeah, and he's stole Who's a bunch Deanna? of Diana. Diana, <laughs> some good for nothing skank who just sits around <laughs> telling people what to do and making stupid maps. This is my plan, guys. She just like scribbles on the map. I want to put an arcade here. Yeah, I want to see a shot of Rick opening, house. like Rick opening it up, and she's using like crayons, and it's like this is the arcade. <laughs> this is where this. So-. And Rick is like, my <laughs> Little Pac-Man. And Rick is just, yeah. And then the next scene's Rick talking to Kara, like Kara, I need you to I need you to sneak into her room while she's sleeping and put a knife in her brain. Yeah, can you <laughs> make her look at some flowers, Carol? Goddamn dollars. Well see, I, I was up in the air last night, guys, when it comes to Deanna. You know, I was complaining last week about how Deanna pokes her chest out. She's a tough lady. She she'll body slam whoever you are. She's in charge. But which is worse, Deanna or or Rosita trying to act bad? Well, Rosita has At least when Rosita out. sticks her chest out, it's hot. I think she's doing something, though. Rosita's trying to train people. Deanna's just walking around town with her stupid map That's and it. scribbles. With, like, I want to put a farm here. And- look, <laughs> look, guys. Look, I added Space Mountain to the map. This is where we're going to get Space Mountain. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we, we, it it kind of felt like, you know, I was flipping the channels the other day, man, and, and, like, this Canadian soap opera come on, and it was just not American. And, and it, it, I don't know, man. Rosita felt like she should be on... <laughs> Canada TV or something. So you said when the Canadian soap <laughs> opera man. came on, it just wasn't American. Yeah, it just wasn't American. We weren't killing eagles and uh, shooting immigrants. Mm. Is that uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, but but I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the Rosita part. And I know Norman, you got notes. So so let's get into the notes step by step. All right, let's do it. Do Are it. you calling me? Yeah, you said oh. you got notes, right? No, I thought the better half was yelling my name. I have notes, yes. I mean, we can start from the beginning. We already talked about Glenn in the dumpster. And I thought that was um, – I, I really like how they kind of go back to Nicholas and they kind of show Glenn like still in disbelief. Here is this guy that you know they weren't friends. They made up. Whatever happened. And now he's watching him just be dead and – that was kind of creepy. Yeah, do you feel Nicholas uh, redeemed himself? I mean, he fucked up and accidentally was killed Glenn, but he he grew he kind of grew a heart at the end and felt bad for what he did. And he did, 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 did. Uh, I think he felt ashamed. That's why he... he was ashamed. That's a good word. Is that, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Somebody's playing Smite and he's yelling at the his, his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> Nor sniffing glue or something. Then she disappears, oh guys. I'm sorry. I'm here. <laughs> they were just—he was just getting mad. He's playing Smite. Anyways, <laughs> so Eden, Enid, 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 Enid. I can't. Eden would never really E N I D. She throws water at Glenn. Glenn starts following her around. He sees that she's kind of been hovering around, and she's leaving like little water trails. There's more water by the blah blah blah. So, so all right. I got a question about this. Was Enid? Was you guys feeling like maybe she was a part of the wolves, or she just came from Alexandria? And do you think that she was like, hell no, I'm not going back, and then he forced her to get back? Well, here's the thing. She kind of alluded to why she's doing it. Like, we got her backstory. She just she saw that Alexandria is going to fall, so she's like, before I get caught in another stupid situation, I'm just going to leave. Right. I think she's just used to running away from bad situations. Yes. So she's like, 
I'm better off when I'm surviving by myself. I'm just going to go off because these guys are going to kill themselves. I don't think she's part of the wolves at all. Well, I still think there's something a little shady. We, I mean, we figured out who left the gate open, but it really, um, in one of the back episodes, it really showed that it made it seem like somebody purposely left the gate open for these people to saunter on in. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, when they said, oh, well, you're the one that left the gate open. Um, I think Aaron may have said that. But, you know, I don't think they may have realized... Maybe they were talking about something else. I don't know. But I still have something that she... Like, she still feels a little fishy to me. You know, the going in and out thing. You know, not staying in one point. She does. She even says later on, as Glenn asked, you know, which one was your home? She's like, none of those were my home. You know, she doesn't want to uh, commit to any of those homes but, I mean, being her family. If she's a sleeper agent, she's acting really weird for a sleeper agent. She had a chance to kill Glenn, not help Glenn. Just even the way she acts about, like, okay, maybe I'll go back home. Like, I, I really think she's just kind of a maybe messed up girl. That could be I, too. I, I think at this point, if she were part of the Wolves, the show would have hinted at it more. But right now, every single theory about her being part of the Wolves is just stuff we're kind of making up. I, are the, the Wolves are pretty much dead, though. I think that storyline's done. You think so? I mean, the couple escaped. I, I mean, they, they're all well, dead. I think they're all dead except for the one guy that Morgan's keeping. I think he's like the only one not dead. I thought there was a bigger settlement or something. I got the impression there was a... But you might be right. I mean, yeah, the one Morgan's keeping. What about the guys who shot up Rick? Were they dead at the end? Rick killed them all. Yes. Shot killed the wall. Okay. Yeah. Rick killed like a million... Rick literally killed like 15 people on that trailer. Yeah, there was like a five or six, I think he mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the two uh, came in, he killed them. Then there was like five... There was several more outside. He shot them through the wall. And yeah. then a bunch okay. of zombies showed up. So I think they're all dead. So then from there we see Maggie on the lookout and Maggie's on the fence and she's sad and Rick says, hey, things are never easy, but we've gone through harder situations and been farther away and we've all come back. You know, he's like, instead of fretting whether he's alive or not, and he is Glenn, of course, uh, let's work on finding a way to lead the walkers away from from this place. And then, you know, Maggie gets a little glossy look on her face and she's like... Oh, Lilith, she's looking so much, or Judith, she's looking so much like Lori lately. So, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, is she dropping a hint, right? I'm like, yeah, you don't want to, and Rick's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, maybe letting him know in a very indirect way that maybe she's pregnant. Who knows? Then we go back to Glenn, and he finds a note with the guy who died at the gate. Uh-huh. Now, this is one of my favorite gory parts. Where he finds a guy, and the guy moves because now he's zombified, and his eyeball is literally stuck to that, to that pole thing, oh, yeah. and it, like pulls right out. I thought that was a really cool little thing, right? Right. I don't know. There's and anything left of that guy, though. That guy was. That was guy should like, be nothing. There should be nothing left. I agree. I agree. Obliterated. And then Glenn kills him. Sorry, I'm being bad today. Anyways, and he finds a little note that he write that the man had wrote to his wife. If you read this, then you know I'm probably didn't make it. And it so now we see why you know that that was important. So I think it motivated Glenn to get back to Maggie. But what I got off of that right? was Mich- he thinks Michonne's mm-hmm. dead, right? Logically. Uh, well, he has no idea about this letter because that was between Michonne and, and the man. I wish I could remember his name. So, but I think that was between both of them. But the last time but he think, saw him, it was Michonne with that guy, right? Yes. 
but you know, Michonne's not there. I think they would have seen the bodies. Because remember, point. Glenn, and then we're in that in that room with those guys. But he and, didn't and see Glenn, the note. Glenn, I know, but, but Glenn was supposed to go around. I think Glenn recognized the guy, and and everybody else, for all he knows, is dead. Is is what I was thinking, because you know he's like I was, which they didn't allude to it, but it was kind of like Michonne was with this guy, and you know, you know the girls, or you know all the you know all the whole black crew was with that guy. Who was it? The the guy that couldn't walk. Remember the black. Guy yeah, I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. He got shot in the leg. And, uh, okay. and uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. From there, we go to the scene where Father Gabriel's putting up little, little yeah, flyers around. It. it says, you know, <laughs> we're meeting for prayer at one o'clock at so and so of a spot. And as <laughs> I, Father Gabriel crosses through the gazebo or whatever that is, Rick comes in the opposite direction, sees that flyer, and just rips them off. And Carl not even like, like, not even what? make a thing, but he's just like, yoink. And... Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then Father Gabriel turns around and he sticks another one right on the pole anyway. It's almost like a supernatural movie now. You know, Rick pulled that off. I think Father it. Gabriel's Father Damien now from The Omen, and he and, and Mind Power pulled the church over. God, God, you see him pushing it in the next episode. He's just pushing it. He's like, Fuck you, Rick. And it, God, it's God's sin. I put this here first. Leave it alone. Do they need, I mean, I, I, I was kind of on Rick's side at that point. I'm like, First of all, you try to you try to turn us all like you've been anything but saintly, or you haven't right. been a good religious leader at all, even if that's what you're trying to be. Don't pretend that you can like save people's souls, like, you're the least person who can save souls. So I think Rick was just like, enough of this bullshit. Like, I'm not even going to play around with you anymore. Like, you're useless, essentially. (laughs) I thought it was more because Rick knows that Father Gabriel was trying to get Rick out, if that makes sense. I don't think it had anything to do with, like, his spiritual walk. I think it had to do more with, you know, you try to get me out of here. And people saw that what I'm doing is the best choice that we have. So it was kind of like that turmoil between them. Rick knows that he also let all those people starve while he was locked in the church, too, right? That's right. He let them starve and get eaten. He didn't just let them starve. They all got eaten. He locked them all out and kept all the food for himself. Yeah, so I think Rick's like, you're you're fake, and I'm not going to let these people, like, get sucked in by you pretending to be uh, this nice guy. Maybe Rick just has delusions of grandeur, and he thinks that he's the one and only savior of the group. I am God. Long. I don't know. Merry Rickmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> We're only celebrating Christmas this year. <laughs> oh, my <Rickmas>. goodness. <laughs> so then, you know, we go into Rick. He's uh, out with Carl and the other, the punk teenage kid. I wish I can remember his name. And he's teaching them how to Ron? shoot. And they, what is his Ron, name? Ron. Ron. And I don't know. It seemed as Rick is, and maybe this is just me, but it seemed as Rick is trying to kind of teach Ron, okay, this is how you do this, you know, don't get lazy, you know, because, you know, don't put your finger on that trigger unless you're planning to shoot. And it seems like Carl is almost like, like egging this kid on, like in a negative kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be very slow and you have to be very patient, you know, kind of deal. I don't know. It just seemed like you could feel like that, that rivalry between both of them. Yeah. Carl was being kind of a... Um condescending that's for sure. right okay good that's a good word that's a good word that's what i was thinking maybe condescending it just seemed that you know that it seemed like he was trying to egg him on to just be like a, a you know to cause a little turmoil and the kid wanted to go shooting and it seemed a little 
shady that he wanted to do it then. And then Rick kind of gives him the stare of like, yeah, no. He's like, oh, because, you know, we probably shouldn't waste bullets or anything like that. Well, well, he said <laughs> if you shoot, the zombies will gather at the wall and, and push it over, right? But how many times are they shot from the top of the wall? <laughs> That's true. That's what, I mean, I was kind of thinking about that. Well, yeah. Rick's, um, I guess, yes, yeah, true. I mean, his his thought was, you know, there's so many around these walls. If we put any more pressure on this wall, they're going to come caving in. But uh, I want to say that Jedi of, Jedi of Light on the chat says, don't start celebrating Rickmas until you celebrate Rick's given. So there <laughs> Rick's giving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like Tobin in, in this show, but I think he's going to die. The guy that, was, that came up and, and offered Rick help. Okay, so it's, oh, I like, yeah, like Tobin. Yeah. I was I couldn't remember his name. You guys T- are really Tobin. So Morgan goes with Morgan goes to see Desiree. Is that her name? The doctor. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I know. That's I call her girl. I, I do not give a shit about and stop giving her screen time. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Wait a minute. I have her name written down. Catherine. Where the heck did I put it? The most. Yeah, you like her so much. You had to write her name. Yeah, no, down. no, mm-hmm. Denise. Her name's Denise. Dr. Who's Denise, Denise? I call her. Who's Denise? So Morgan goes to Denise. Denise And Hustable. she Mother opens Day. the door and office offers him her la 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 her oatmeal. I really the thought booty? she was like making oatmeal or oit an ointment or something for somebody in infirmity, but she yeah. was just making oatmeal. And she wants to look at his arm and he's like, Well, it's not about my arm and he gets interrupted by Rick because Rick wants to go to talk to him. Yeah, Ron is tiny porch porch dick. <laughs> That's what Wyland said in chat. <laughs> You're missing zombies. All the chat up here. There's a lot of chatters tonight. Yeah, there is. So, uh, all right. So you know they go and chat with Morgan. Why'd you let these guys live? You know you were. You know they kill people. They, Carol, Carol's like you watch them burn our people. It's like I know, but you know I don't know what's right and what's wrong. You know I don't know what to do now. And he knows that. People can change, you know, all life is precious. And he says that, I know people can change because I was one of those guys. And Rick, you didn't kill me when I stabbed you. And Rick was like, that's because I knew who you are. But Morgan told Rick, he said, if I would have found you, I would have killed you. I would have killed you. Right. So, I I, I don't know. I I don't like Morgan, but I like his... I like his how honest he is. Yeah, yeah, I like how honest he is, but he's also very naive. Like, I don't care what new Buddhism you found or what way of life. Like, he has to know that there's got to be times where you got to kill. Like when people enter the place you're living and slaughter innocent people in front of you, that's usually a good time to start killing. Like, and they're not, and they're not just like shooting people dead. Like after they're dead, they're just they're they're relishing in. Yeah, and and the violence of just hacking bodies apart with machetes just to do it for no. At reason. At least you don't let them go away. Like maybe threatened by gunpoint to get in a cell or something, but like just letting go away is a whole other thing than just letting them live. Like, who knows how many people they have back home? Like, yeah. He's just naive, and it's putting everyone at risk. Yeah. So Alpha Wolf, could he could could he turn good guys? Could Morgan no. be right? I think Morgan's going to find out. His teeth are too dirty. They're not, you, know, you know why he's not going to turn good? Because his teeth are disgusting, <laughs> and they're not going to have a... I'm serious. They're not going to have a main character on the show we're supposed to root for with those teeth. It's true. <laughs> you never know. I mean, he might be their um, their scout, their, uh, their spy. So Morgan asks, he's saying, are you saying I don't belong here? So um, Rick looks at him and says, Morgan, can you continue living without getting any blood on you? You know? Do you yeah. think it is possible for you to do this? 
So we see that the structure is falling apart. Michonne and Rick want to go back to lead the walkers away. Rick wants his crew. Michonne says, hey. Because uh, Rick's like, oh, you know, we need to catch our breath first. And Michonne's <laughs> like, um, that's what we're doing right now. We are catching yeah. our breath right now. Anything else right now at this moment is an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Drake. Sam is a little brother. Um, so Deanna brings her little blueprints. And she's like, and for after the moment when we get rid of all these zombies or the walkers, yeah. this is what we can do with our town. Yeah. It just seems so silly. I, I know we're supposed to think like she spent all night making this plan, but like when you see it, it's literally just words like in blank spaces. It just yep. it felt this like this is a where we're gonna put the Chipotle. This is where the Walmart should go. But she guys. signed her like, death certificate, right? Because because now Michonne has the plans of the future. <laughs> I mean, on, honestly, I was like, I was like, Deanna's just as good as dead now. But do you think Deanna's bitch ever heard of blueprints or engineering? <laughs> Crayons. Well, I mean, her husband did make the wall. He was an engineer. Okay, well, speak of engineer. Let let me throw this out here. And and we can debate about this a little bit. Now, now I've thought about this a lot. You know, I I do a lot of engineering stuff at work with metal. You know, a lot lot of structural stuff, build, you know, design. And if you were to make Alexandria with the wall around it, would you put those beams the way they have them or on the inside pushing out? For me, it seems like they've got them backwards. Yeah, I thought I've seen that too. I I, I thought about that. Yeah, it feels like you need to... (sighs) I think they need to be on the other side of the wall. Yeah, they have the beam. It's like they have the wall leaning outwards with the beams holding. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of a weird design. It's helping the zombies push those beams. You know, it would give force pushing in with the beams on the outside. I feel almost like you need to have the the walls leaning a little inward with the beams underneath them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an engineer, but it just feels uh, yeah, it feels odd. And, and, and you know, well, I don't know that wall you hit with eighteen wheeler, and then a few pieces of wood can fall on it and flatten it. And I, and I know I complain about yeah, people being logical. I can tell you. But, I don't know that's what I was about that. That was, was all my dad's it. job. I don't know anything about that. Sorry, sorry about and that. And they could also do the thing where they have the wall, then you have like a series of like spikes <clears throat> around it as well at the bottom, so nothing can never even really get to the wall. Any zombie that tries to get to the wall walks into spikes. Mm. Like that's a setup that they've done on the show many times. They put a little, like they had that at the, at the entrance into the, the prison. They remember they carved all those wooden stakes and they just stuck them around the entrance and zombies would just get stuck on them? They're zombie traps. Just yeah. I like those zombie traps. They work. Do you think, though, I wanted to kind of bring up this point, that it is, well, we know that Deanna is kind of, like, losing her mind in a way, (laughs) but do you think part of the whole structure thing is Maggie's fault? Because Glenn told her, keep her here, Mm -hmm. keep her, like, entertained, keep her planning, make sure that, you know, she's doing things, and, like, almost Maggie gave her this hope, okay, you know, let's keep working on this garden kind of deal. Yeah. Well, maybe, and just to keep her feeling like she's useful. Right. So maybe she's not. <laughs> but she, no, at this point, no, she's not. Um, yeah. And then we go into the scene where Rosita's given her fighting lesson. She has a little tiff there with Eugene because Eugene seems to not be wanting to put any effort. And she tells him to get a grip. And Eugene's like, I'm afraid to die. She's like, Really? Because dying is easy, living is the scary part. You know, knowing that you let somebody else die something, you're going to have to live for the rest of your life every time you keep going. Mm-hmm. So 
either pretty much stick around and learn something or, or suck it up and get out. And oh, he sucked it up and got out. Yep, he left. He's like, okay, see you, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He'll come back though. That that was his redemption moment. He'll uh, he'll come through in a pinch though. We're hoping because he kind of uh, gave us a little bit of a of a little what you really want me to do this moment again. So then we go to Enid and she's in an old restaurant. We see like the decaying cake, <clears throat> and then um, there's like a walker in front of the, the I guess the opening of the restaurant, and someone mm-hmm. grabs her from behind and scares her, and it's Glenn. Glenn found her. Yay! Yay! Thanks, Glenn. Yay, Glenn! Yay, Glenn! And she's like, "I don't know you." And he's like, "Enid, come on, we're friends." She's like, "We're not friends." And Glenn's like, "Yeah, I'm bringing you home anyways. You know, I'm doing it for Maggie." So yeah. she pulls a gun on Glenn. Yeah, what? I don't get this whole bringing home for Maggie that part. Does Maggie, did Maggie and it, whatever, whatever Enid did, did whatever her name is, they never established they had any sort of connection or friendship. I think. So and this is what's this whole bringing you home for Maggie business? I think, and this is just me, she's a kid, you know, mm-hmm. Maggie's pregnant, so maybe he sees, you know, if you're an adult and you want to be stupid, fine, but, you know, she's like, what, 14 years old, and, you know, maybe can't think logically because she's still young, so maybe to him it's like almost like saving his family, I don't know. But he maybe doesn't, he he doesn't know she's her. pregnant, though. Right. But Ma- He doesn't know Maggie's pregnant? I think he knows. All right, well, well I, I got a prediction does, but... with this, right? He almost had a father figure over Enid, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I honestly think, down deep in my heart, and we're going to talk predictions uh, a- after we talk about this episode, but, but this is part of my predictions. Glenn kind of had a father figure. You know, it was, it, there was a lot of relationships in this. You know, it, it was Rick with a relationship. Uh, you, you know, like his relationship with, with Tara and then, you know, Glenn. You know, it, it, it seemed like there was a lot of... Buddies, couples in, in this episode, but I think that Glenn was the father figure. You know, he he was fathering over Enid. I think next episode, I think <coughs> Maggie gets killed, and then he finds out she was pregnant. Yeesh. that'd be harsh. That's what I think that is going to happen harsh. next week. Yeah. All right. So here's one of my favorite parts. Are you ready? So Enid pulls a gun on Glenn, and Glenn says, "Um, give that to me." She's like, "No, don't. You know, I'll shoot." He's like, "You're not going to shoot." So she, so he gets the gun from her, and she's like, "You're such an asshole, right?" He says, "Okay, so you pull the gun on me, and I'm the asshole." He says, <laughs> "Go, Glenn, <laughs> right?" Bitches be crazy, yo. <laughs> she's a cute, she's a cute girl. She's gonna be pretty when she gets older. <laughs> so I thought that was that was a, a one of my favorite moments in that in that scene. Uh, then we go to Rick and Tobin, we said, and he's helping to reinforce the wall. We go back to Enid, and she kills a half-walker, and she says, oh, would your wife approve of that, or would she be okay okay with that, Glenn? Dick. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then she finds the green balloons, and Glenn's like, hey. And I don't know if he does this to distract her. He's like, you know, if we go to so-and-so of a place, there's a helium balloon tank and uh, some string, we can get some more balloons mm-hmm. and oh because actually Ina said I want the balloons because they're here to distract me so yeah I Glenn's like oh let's go get these balloons there's a lot of weird motivations of the whole Enid and Glenn storyline like Glenn going back for Enid uh, I, I mean I guess I get it but like in his situation he's he's almost he's dehydrated he just wants to get back home he just beat death for Christ's sakes yeah I, think... I don't know it's the whole sorry but the whole plot oh, I just had an idea oh yeah uh-oh, what's going on? I hear a zipper. 
That was not my idea. I'm stripping. I got an idea. Freeman is naked. And I don't, I don't like Enid either. I just, why, why is she so angry about Glenn trying to help? Why couldn't she just be like, look, I know you're trying to help. I don't need help. But she was so standoffish about it. She's a teenager. She said, the world is set to die and we need to let it. Yeah, and we'll get to that. She's still a professional or something. I think because maybe, maybe. Glenn could not save Nicholas. He's going to save Enid. Yeah. So maybe that's why he He's has... a martyr is what we're saying. Maybe. I think Alpha Wolf is going to escape. And he's going to be like, yo, Enid, help. And she's going to be like, pow, 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 pow. And shoot Maggie in the stomach. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. So then um, Rick and Tobin are at the wall. And Rick and Tobin's like, you know, Rick, when you first came here, you were scary. You scared me too. Mm-hmm. And you know this town moved really slow, and then all of a sudden everything started happening really fast. And he said, "Please, Rick, don't give up on us." And then we go back to Glenn and Enid. There's a lot of Glenn and Enid in this. They get mm-hmm. more balloons. Glenn asks like who she lived with back at home. She's like, "That's not my home." And Glenn's like, "You're scared." And she's like, "No, I'm not." And he's like, "Yes, you are." And says, you know what? Stop lecturing me. And Glenn's like, no, actually, you need a lecture. Yeah, goddamn right. Right? And he just puts her in place. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? We're just not going to (laughs) talk. I'm like, okay. Just like a true 14-year-old. Then we go back to, um, what? Oh, I I don't know the girl's name, but she's the one that's kind of in charge of the food pantry. (laughs) The gun pantry. (laughs) Ted is doing Kong food, man. Bless you. And you hear, like, all the cans fall, and she's like, ah, crap. And we see that it's actually, um, what do we say his name is? Who? Sam's Uh, brother. Ron. 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 And it's Ron who knocked down the food to distract her so that he can go get some bullets to put on the gun that Rick let him carry around that was blank. They should not have the nurse guarding the ammo or the uh, armory. Right, it should be a two-person job. I mean, the two main things that people would probably kill for, food and weapons, and they they have one person on call. They just had a a ginormous, ridiculous attack on the town. Like, I think that would be the time where you you find a lockup for those guns. And put two people on, like day, like shit's over, guys. Like you got to take this seriously. You not don't leave the your librarian. Well, not the librarian slash nurse or whoever it is. There's just it's just sitting yeah. there. You want to walk into town and use? And like, didn't you learn from when you got slaughtered a couple they, hours? Ago? The, so the the lady who's the doctor is in guard of the guns too. No, she's the, different. No, Denise oh. is different. They they're not the same people. people. Because oh, I was about to say, putting the one doctor in town also in charge of <laughs> the weapons, making basically a target for people to get to the weapons, that seems that seems uh, like a conflict of interest. It's still, it's also, it's still a bad idea. Like, it's the same woman looking after the food and the guns. It's kind of like right. uh, it seems the, the most two main things that people are going to fight over. Things, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? I mean, and, hello. And you, I don't know if it's me, guys. I don't know if Matt or Norman if you notice this, but whenever I see the librarian lady with the guns. I think the fluffy girl under the bed with Ted. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out yeah. there. That's, who's, that's when, oh, when, no. when you describe her, Ted. That's who I'm thinking is under when when <laughs> Ted's getting busy <laughs> from, the, from the guy with the fluffy the girl fluffy. under the bed. Jesus. <laughs> We're all we all need love. Get Bigger, out, get small. Out, get out! Get out! Get out! Anyway, so we go back to uh, Enid and Glenn. And they see all those am- zombies gathered at the wall. So they're getting really close. They're right up there to at least one part of their little town 
but we know that this town is pretty big. And they're like, oh, crap. And Enid tries to run away, and Glenn's like, stop. And she's like, the world is trying to die, Glenn. And Glenn's like, you're wrong. Uh, and Glenn says, you'll save her, and not for Maggie anymore. It's no longer for Maggie. He's saving her for. Aww. Isn't that so sweet? And then here comes one of my favorite parts. Rick and Tobin... Um, Okay, they we see Spencer. He's pulling a Laura Croft, and he puts that what is it like a little gapling gun thing, like a line, like a clothesline, and he's trying to shimmy down the line. Yeah, ninja. Mm. Yes, and then Rick's like, "No, what are you doing?" And uh, Tara's like, "Tell Spen, uh, tell Spencer to move, move, move." So Spencer ends up falling. Tara starts shooting the zombies, and Rick and Tobin and Morgan start pulling Spencer up. And they finally get him up. But Tara's like shooting and she's killing zombie after zombie. And here comes my most favorite part. And uh, Rick's like, what the hell are you doing? And Tara just gives him the looks and just gives him the finger. Yeah. It's like, How great up, was that? How great was that? <laughs> I kind of felt like that too. It's like, what? Yeah, Rick? what's like... wrong with you? And, was, you know, yeah. Rick yells, you almost died for them once. Why are you doing this again? What was that whole scene? I feel was Rick, like the the show telling us that Rick has gotten to a point where he sees the Alexandrians as as nobodies, basically as either fodder or he just doesn't respect them. Because he, there's a scene after that, and sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but he talks to Deanne and he says, "I could have used that moment to get out yeah. there and get the car, and your son would have died." So like even that moment, when he gets mad at her for helping uh, the dude. It just feels like he just doesn't care about these people at all. But but here but. I think that I think that Spencer was telling the truth. He's like, if I'd have told you, would you have listened? No, he wouldn't have. He doesn't respect no, he them. Have. And he's right. And yeah. he's these, right. these people are trying to help. Every time somebody says, no, Rick, let's do something else, they end up dying. Rick Taylor. <laughs> Dick Rick. Is it Dick? Is Dick Rick? They're uh, afraid. Rick's gone overboard. But, I mean, I think he, I think this season's all about him learning to, like, trust Relax. other people who aren't him, basically. Like, he, he does not like these people. They're soft. They're getting in the way. He just wants them. He just wants them to sit in the house while he does the work, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I really need to watch this again. A lot of times, I like to watch it twice before we do the show. Yeah, I do it because twice. I'd really like to see where the oh, grappling hook twice. was. <laughs> well, I do it three times. Well, I do it now. I don't do it three times. <laughs> just to see if it was that that burnt down church that he was grappling hook to to, to kind of offset the rotten building. Yeah. The burnt building. They should. They should have had a. The dumbass guy be like, Rick, I'm helping out! And he's on the thing, and then his weight is like, you, you, see the, you see the building like, look, Rick! And the building falls over, and he's getting his weight pulled over. And Rick's like, Jesus, mother of God. Goddamn idiots. I'm surrounded by goddamn idiots. What's wrong with these people? That's fucking it. He just That's breathes. it. And Rick just starts, just starts, just starts shooting. He, Rick just like, says, he, he looks over at all his gang and says, everyone lower your guns. Let natural selection take place. <laughs> We're about to initiate and, Darwin Protocol, boys. <laughs> and, and they just watch the watch the zombies, people trying to fight off the zombies with like 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 uh, paper clips and shit, and they all get yeah. eaten. Oh, but I, I had a question for you guys because we know that there is a little secret thing that runs under the city to a grate that has well now it has like ten zombies kind of hanging around. But don't you think Mega should have been like Rick? Instead of trying to fight through hordes of zombies, let's just go to this grate kill off these the small group of zombies we can get out there and make a run for it that's the walking dead brick walls <laughs> that's a very yeah. good point yeah there's a, there's basically a secret getaway tunnel under the town right yeah that that they could easily clear because it was blockaded it was blocked by like five or six zombies but they could easily stab 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 open that up 
That's so true, man. I didn't even think about that. But the, yeah. Oh, Walking Dead. Like, I just that was in the back of my mind through the entire scene. Like, is is that your actual problem? Someone getting over the wall so they can distract him? Because there's literally many ways you could accomplish this right now. Right. Yeah. Well, right. As I said, I, as I said, why there's very obviously not every section of that wall has zombies at it, and the guy's are like, I'm going over the wall, guys, and he right. finds like the biggest concentration of zombies he can find to try to jump I over. Know. Hey, here we go. Look. Yeah, Let's go over speaking here. of uh, the brick walls, you know, Walking Dead is known for this. Next week, if the show starts, would you guys be mad if it's Rick saying, "Whoa, that fucking battle was crazy," and they're in yeah. some new city? We barely escaped that one, guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we missed the whole battle. I think we're gonna get the battle though. Oh, it's the mid-season finale. We're totally yeah, absolutely. Get it. It's coming. Yeah. So let me go back to Doctor Denise and Morgan. And she has little cheat sheets everywhere. And Morgan says uh, he chooses to have faith every day. Pretty much telling her, you know, just keep working out what you're doing. So Morgan kind of quizzes her because, you know, he says, you know, uh, I need help healing something. And she passes this little quiz, whatever. Morgan says, I have a secret. But I'm not sure if you wanted to get involved with it. But my boo-boo is not, it's not my boo-boo. Is for somebody else. Da da da. Da da da. So you see uh, Denise and you see Morgan leave the house, the infirmity. Infirmity. How do you say that? I can't talk. Infirmary. Infirmary. Thank you. <laughs> I like infirmity though. Let's keep it. Infirmity. There you go. That's my new word. I tend to make new words. And then we see Carol, who's holding uh, Judith in her arms, sees them leaving together. And we can already feel like there's some blood bad blood between Carol and, and Morgan. Carol's senses are tingling at that yeah, point. Yeah, her senses are tingling. So she follows him, but she's got the baby with her. So she goes to Sam's house, which is the little boy's house. Well, wait, you missed the part where she puts on a cloak and kills five people along the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Where she, she jumps down from the church and like slaughters two people and yeah. Assassin's Creed. Get out of my Assassin's way. Creed style, yeah. <laughs> so um, they go and, you know, Carol asks the mom um Ted's girlfriend to watch the baby, please. <laughs> and Carol walks in yeah, while the mom so goes hot. to put away yeah. whatever she has to put away. And she starts talking to Sam, the little boy, which is Ron's little brother. And he starts asking her, who who really are the monsters? Are they are the people that came in and attacked us the real monsters? And, you know, how do we get rid of them? And Carol says the only thing that keeps them from coming uh, becoming a monster is you killing them. You know, I, so I thought that I was a little really, interesting. Really, really like Sam. I really like Sam's character. I like that he's scared of the boogeyman and he's scared of the monsters. And I, I, I don't know what it is. Whenever he was scared and being upstairs, I think that's very logical in real society. Like my, you know, like me, I would be scared to go downstairs. I, you know, I would As keep my kid. family upstairs. Yeah. Totally. And I don't want to see Sam eaten. Hmm. But I, but I think <laughs> yeah, they're not going to eat a little child. I don't think of that shit. I think it's coming. I think I think because he fears the monster so much, it's it's going to steal everybody's heart. Uh, I think I think they will have the scene where he yeah the fear of the monster scene where he's like in his closet with them coming through. But I don't think they'll, they're not going to show a little boy get ripped apart. I don't believe, but then again, they did show that little girl in the first scene ever getting shot in the head. So, did they? Did she get shot in the head? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. we just Rick Ryan shot her. The first scene right. of Walking Dead ever was Rick shooting that little girl in the head. 
the wall. She was a zombie, so let's 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 put it into perspective here. Come on. Well, in Rick's story of what he what we saw was the version Rick tells people. <laughs> so our next scene is Carl and Ron, and Carl is walking by himself, and Ron appears behind him, and Carl doesn't <clears> know, or it may seem almost because it seemed like Carl's eyes kind of flicked back, but I don't know if that was an accident in his, you know, a character flaw when he w- they were you know, running the scene or mm. if Carl knew he was there. But we see that Ron pulls out the gun from his back pocket. And I rewounded this and watched this several times and Ron does put his finger on the trigger, which Rick had told him earlier in Breaking the episode, the don't put your finger on that trigger till you are ready to shoot. Oh, he's ready to shoot. I he's think ready. I honestly think he was going to be like, man, Carl, I really want to shoot this gun. Will you help me out? I think you guys are wrong. He's a good kid. I don't know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I see some turmoil there. <laughs> so then the next scene is Michonne <clears throat> reading the blueprints. I don't understand the significance of that. Do you? That, that is Deanna's death. Because Michonne the has the future. She has to live out the, the dream. But- I think more so. What was Michonne's reaction like? It sound. It looked like she read it, and then she had like a, an epiphany of some sort. Like saying, "Oh, we can really make this happen." I don't know. The whole map. Is going, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> well, yeah. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt. If somebody gets that, please tell me. Matt, yeah. in, in the comics, yeah. is Father Gabriel? I, I mean, I, I don't remember. But, but is it, are we way past his death? I mean, it, uh, I don't. I. I want to say yes. That's a good question because I haven't really seen Father Gabriel. It's like a, it's like a waste. I mean, he's been a waste the whole season. Yeah, he's just been kind of in the background, eh? Who is this? Uh, Father, Gabriel. Father, Father Gabriel. Oh, Father Gabriel. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, laying low because he's going to. He almost seems like a red shirt to me now. He must be in the next on the poo-poo list. <laughs> so then we see Tara and Rick is still working on this wall. And she's like, hey, have you seen Denise? Rick's like, nope. And he's like, wait, 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 Tara. I'm sorry about, you know, what happened today. And Tara calls Rick stupid. She's like, you're stupid. We know. And, you know, she, he says, but, you know, you could have died. She's like, I wasn't thinking about dying. You know, like, that's not my first thought. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. You know, I'm just jumping in to do what needs to be done. Deanna comes to think Rick. Rick says, uh, don't thank me, thank Tara. She's like, I already did. And Rick's like, you know what? Spencer was being stupid. Rick says he could have uh, let Spencer die and go do the plan that he had to go get this car to try to uh, get the zombies to follow him and get him away from the wall. And Rick says he saved Spencer because it's Deanna's son. And she's like, nope, that's the wrong answer. So I don't know if she's insinuating that Rick saved Spencer because... He's a person, mm-hmm. and not necessarily because of you know that it's her son, and she's like the maid, main head honcho of this community. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's left for us to interpret our own way. I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Now we see Father Gabriel, and they're doing their little prayer thing. Everybody looks up at the sky. Maggie looks up at the sky. Toby Hands looks up, up at the sky, and they all see. Ta-da-da! Balloons! Balloons! Yay! And that, she's like, I <laughs> Got it. And Maggie knows it's Glenn. She runs to Rick and says, it's Glenn, it's Glenn. And Rick's like, Oh, that there's Glenn. And then we see <clears throat> the tower 
crashing in to the community, opening the wall with all the zombies around. And we are done for the episode. Bum, bum, bum. One more time, Tiger. Tiger? Ta-da. So, are we going to get a, a, car, a coral shooting? Is that what we're well, leading no, up? No, smoke comes running up as it happens. See, I thought that maybe the crashing thing would have conveniently happened as the gun shot. Yeah. But we see... Um, Carl running in. Well, maybe in. Uh, the shooter guy. What's his name? What's the kid's name? Ron. Maybe they had a little altercation before then. Or maybe they'll use the. They'll use the bus to what's coming next. <laughs> Carl Holler. What was that, Matt? Or maybe he'll he'll use like the chaos of what's going to happen next to uh, shoot Carl. Possible. Yeah. So who do we think is going down next? Yeah. There's got to be somebody. Coral's eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> totes. Totes. Coral's eyeball, guys. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen in the finale, right? That's gonna be the big end of the finale next week, is I think the the famous coral, yeah, scene is gonna right. happen. I, but I, really I think, think I honestly think there's gonna be a cleansing of the cast members next Maybe. week to shorten it up to we ain't got to break everything up. So five people, five deaths. Who's gonna die? I think Tara needs to go. Tara, Rosita. Yeah, like Tara though. Maybe Eugene actually. Eugene. I can see Eugene going. A lot of them's dead weight now. Well, I'm not Tara's doing always been dead weight. Tara, Tara's literally a character I've never understood why she's there. Every scene she's in, I'm like, oh yeah, she's she's there. <laughs> like I've never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I she think has no per, she has no personality. She has no storyline. She has no arc. She's just no, there. Bad ass. She might be the one know. that can get through Eugene the best, though. Do you not think? Well, she I might be the viewer a, we, too. She might be serving as like the viewer, right? You always have to have one person who's normal and this is true. part of the gang. The, uh, yeah, the called? weird plot they just made her a lesbian just to say she's a lesbian, but they've never done anything with that. So what was the point of even? Well, she kissed the nurse she last week. That she Denise, and she came looking for Denise the other day, or you know, at some point. Have you seen I, Denise? I think Morgan might be dead. Maybe. I think something's going to happen between Morgan and Carol. Yeah. Like, yeah, and wouldn't Carol just walk into that room and see that guy and just, just blow his brain yeah, off? She like wouldn't it. even have it. She wouldn't even have the discussion with Morgan. No, she wouldn't. No. And I think that's what. I and I think that's well, what Morgan Carol wants could to die. because he's going to question. Carol him. I mean, he's trying die. to save him. But he's trying to question him, and I think there's going to be a fight between Carol and Morgan. I mean, Carol could be wielding that, that gun, but Morgan is pretty death, deathly with that. Mid-season stick. finales are known for big deaths. If, big Morgan, uh, if Morgan uh, hurts <laughs> Carol over over a fucking wolf member he's been keeping, yeah, that's, uh, Morgan's a dead man. <laughs> oh, he's a dead man. Rick will again, shoot Morgan in the face. Again, he's defending his life. And what if he changes his mind now and says, you know what? Okay, she's trying to hurt me so I can kill her. And they can tell Rick, I'm going by your logic. But I mean, that Ch- happened over him protecting a wolf that he was hiding in their town, a dangerous man he was hiding in their town They're all behind their backs. And she, you know, that's, there's, no, there's no logic in Morgan's side in that issue. Uh, uh, Waylon in chat says uh, Deanna. I, I really agree. I think Deanna's on her way out. On her way out. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, Dude, I really hope Sam don't get killed. I like that kid. You being, you being, you and Norma, Matt, and Norma being just, just having a little boy. I mean, do, do you like Sam or is he just a dumb character? He's annoying. I, <laughs> really, I, I do like think he's him, man. Lightened for somebody for being so young. Yeah, I like. No, I, don't I, I, I like him and Carol. The team, him and Carol. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, 
I think Carol just loves him. I, I don't know. I, I like their chemistry. I feel bad for the kid. The kids, I, you know, like, yeah, I'd be terrified as a kid when this is, shit is going on, especially, like, after that attack, of course. I just, uh, there's so many plots going around, like, his plot is, like, zero on my list. But he'd have been a baby when it started, right? Because Carl was young, young. If you watch the old... Well, I, I also, I mean, are they going to kill, I mean, if, if... That woman already lost her asshole husband, she obviously doesn't care about, but then if they kill her little son, too, and then her other son... Yeah. Is potentially going to shoot Carl? Is like her whole, that what's going to happen to the other son if the guy shoots Carl? But we need the little kids so that as they grow up they can repopulate everything. There's too many characters, man. Isn't Rick? Wouldn't yeah, Rick? There's a Cullen. Dead, there's a reaping. If that kid hurts hurts Carl like really badly and was kills him, isn't Rick? Seems like I don't care. He's a kid. He's dead. He's dead. Oh yeah, he'll take him out. Oh yeah. No fuck oh, that, was happy. that would be a good dynamic too because Morgan would be like, okay, so now you know pretty much you shoot anybody. I don't know. He shot my son in the face. <laughs> you know, like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> you know what Ow! Gonna do. Ow! Well, hey, so, like, Matt, Matto, if, if some little, yep. little, little asshole, uh, let's just dead. say, shot little Xander in the eye in, in the zombie apocalypse, that kid's a dead, that kid is in the ground, right? Yeah, it wouldn't even be a conscious thought, too. It would be, like, kill and then, like, oops. Sorry, Sorry. did I do that? No matter how <laughs> bad you want to bone his mom, that kid's a dead man. Well, <laughs> tread lightly. The vulnerability factor does come into play. Look, Carl. Look, Carl. I know your eyes hurt, and you got another one. But shit, look at that. That's the hottest woman left on Earth. Come on, give me a wink. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was insane. Let, let me sleep with her 15 or 16 times. It doesn't work out. Then, then I'll kill her son. Then we'll yeah. do it. You got. You got to take these things slowly, Carl. That's that's what being a delt's all about. I mean, you could always just tie him up. Put him in a room. Feed him, you know, like I, I do that, but I'm saving on my rope to tie Give him his some mom, if you know juice. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, that that could be the, uh, sorry, spoilers, that could be the coral uh, eye shoot scene. That could be wrapping I think that's what it's leading to. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be trying to shoot Rick or something. Because Rick, he, he's, they've always set up that it's a good job that he, uh, they've done a good job setting up that he hates, uh, he hates Rick. Rick killed his dad. Yeah. That's true. That is true. So, we were talking at work today. As as we approach the mid-season finale, let's talk brass tacks, as Hunter Thompson would say. Uh, we were talking about this at work. <laughs> Alright, you know, we're seven episodes deep. We've all have loved this season, but logically, what have we got? Like at work today, we were talking about the two big things that really, before the episodes flatlined there for a little bit and were filler episodes, we got, you know, the, the Rick with the cut hand and the RV. Which is not going to pay off. They sort of kept setting up that his hand hurts. Now he just has it bandaged up and they haven't mentioned it. Yeah, so, so you know, we lost that and then the Glenn thing, which we already knew. So nothing is really new to us so far. So in the end, this first half of the episode <coughs> of, of the season, is it still one of the strongest? Now that you know the story, you got you got to think about the downtimes. But is it I a powerful? I think it's been a nice, coherent story. Instead of like going down plots that don't go anywhere, I think it's all been around one, two events, right? So I think they've done a good job of really digging into this one event. What they do in the back half of the season is going to be what makes it, though. True. 
Dude, I, I really think they need a cleansing this week. I, I love the show and I love all the characters, but I think we need a good, really six or seven people. Get rid of people and not out. just like little small characters. The big let's let's take them all out. Come on, start over. Get Rick out. Let's get Daryl. Hey, maybe we can get, maybe Find we can kill them all and get those to get those super interesting Fear the Walking Dead people in. See there you yeah, go. Crossover. Crossover. Yeah, we can follow around. Uh, uh, we can follow around the drug addict and Black James Bond and guys. We don't know the names of interesting people <laughs> that I don't even know their names. That's how interesting they are. Yeah. Huh. I, well, I'm interested for next week. I'm I'm pumped. Me too. And then we gotta wait to what is it? February when it comes back. Stupid. Yeah. There's only like four episodes left after February too. And I want to mention oh, one little thing, and then uh, Sean, check the check the uh the chat chat over there. But, There's only uh, four. We're on episode eight now, next week. So there's only four. No, but there, there'll be eight more uh, in, eight eight more, more in right? February. There, right? I don't, uh, maybe. I don't know. I just I saw listings for only like four more, four or five more. It's always been 16. That'd be stupid. Okay, this sure. Be, this, I, I, this I'm probably be, wrong. I, no, I, no, this, I mean, it may be. Could be. It's all good. I, I want to say, is anybody actually paying attention when you're when the commercial happens and they come on and say, now the next episode of Flight 162, and they do the little minute? Yeah. That kept my interest. I, I, I don't even, it's so quick that it's just like, oh my god, look, he, look, oh my god, he has a fever. Next, and back to the Walking Dead. Yeah, it's like there's so a guy. Quick, I can't gets, even. I'll plot out the first ten, first thirty minutes of this. Uh, everyone get on a plane, talking about where they're going. Oh, one guy's sick. He's got weird symptoms. Oh, increasingly gets sicker on the plane. Oh, something happens off screen. Maybe he's in a bathroom. Someone discovers him. Hell breaks loose. Uh, blah blah blah. Like that's. Ugh. Like, People are giving each other shifty looks that don't make sense. It's, yeah. it's just weird. It's, it's it's and that that little kid was in a movie I watched recently called The Guest. The guy who's like the main kid. I noticed him. I was like, where do I know him from? Oh, he's in a, he's in The <laughs> Guest, which is a decent little Netflix movie if you have literally nothing to watch. Yeah. I'll check it out for sure. Norma's got a pee. Is that what you want me to see in chat? Well, no, we got uh, some guests that want to come on. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been talking. Well, now that everybody knows, about- yes, I was gone for about thirty seconds. I could go pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been talking to uh, to Harley in, in the thing, so uh, I right talked talk about five minutes, and we'll pull those guys in. So uh, you know, and and really, one thing that, that we do need to make clear, uh, and we got one more episode of The Walking Dead coming, is that the zombie cast takes no breaks. I, you know, we may take the week off after the finale, or, or you know, I mean, next week we'll be here, but then. You know, uh, we were talking in chat the other day about taking uh, two weeks off and then get back in into some guests and news and Z Nation and and all things zombie because you know I mean really the Walking Dead has kept us busy the last you know six weeks plus this week and next week. Yeah. So uh, you know we, we may. There's take no a Walking off. Dead. It's a little hard to do a show. Yeah, we can talk about Ash versus the Evil Dead though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah That's an amazing yeah. show. Yeah. But, uh, but, but for for the new listeners, you know, a lot of the Walking Dead podcasts do take breaks as the season, you know, as the Walking Dead takes breaks. But but we're here but we're all the cast. time. Yeah. Zombie cast is all the time. So uh, so so be sure to subscribe and uh, and stick to us. But yeah yeah, we got a guest that we want to pull on. And last week uh, we had Harley Neville on from uh, I Survived the Zombie Apocalypse, the creator of that movie from New Zealand, which is uh, now here in the United States. And the the call just kind of got messed up. So you know, out of respect, we wanted to bring Harley back to uh, to kind of finish this conversation. So uh, stupid Skype. The Skype. New, new Zealanders. It's the land of hobbits and in mysticism. Hobbits, 
Hobbit, the one ring, the one ring, Hobbit, Hobbit, Hobbit Harley. Hello, how's it going? Hello. Good man, how are you, buddy? I'm good, and um, it's not just me today. We've got Guy Pigden as well, the writer director. Hey, Guy. Oh, hi. How's it going? Good man, good. And uh, you know, once again, I I want to uh, introduce you. This is Harley, Harley Neville. Aaron Neville's brother. Yeah, but uh, it's so nice but, uh, to but they have you. a motion picture that they put out out of New Zealand, which is global now, and especially here in the United States. Uh, you know, and there's about 25 different ways that you can get this movie legally and for a very good price. But it's I survived the zombie apocalypse, and we got the writer and director, Mr. Guy, with us also. So, so guys, welcome to Zombie Cast again. And sorry for last week. Uh, Mr. Neville. Hey, no worries, no worries. And just to clarify, that I survived a zombie holocaust. Ah, holocaust. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Good job, Sean. Yeah. Hey, look, Sean. Don't feel bad about it though, because we we hired a, a radio MC to introduce the um the 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 premiere at the premiere. He had to introduce the movie. He had one job. He had to get up on stage and introduce I survived a zombie holocaust before the big audience. And he got up there and he introduced I survived a zombie apocalypse <laughs> in front of 500 people. <laughs> 500 people. He had one job, man. <laughs> so, I survived Zombageddon. Zombageddon. Yeah, that, that's the sequel. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, a- after watching this movie, man, you know, I, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I, w- I wanted <laughs> to tell you on, on on the writing, the directing, everything, man. The creation of this thing is uh, spot on good, dude. It's uh, got a lot of heart in it. And, uh, you know, I think it paid off like, like you were telling us, Harley, about how you got, you had a little bit of extra time to put a little bit more heart into this movie due to finances and things like that. But, uh, dude, fantastic piece that you guys put together. Oh, thanks so much. I'm really glad that, um, you guys enjoyed it. And, you know, obviously we're just, we're big fans. We're big fans of the genre or big, we love zombies and, you know, we've sort of, you know, we played all the Resident Evil games and sort of watched all the Romero films and, and sort of got into it at a very young age. And, you know, it was like obviously a dream come true to sort of be able to make a film that sort of paid tribute to all of that. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And, and, you know, it's whenever you guys set out to make this this film, did, did, did you dream or think that it would be globalized the way that it is now? Um, I guess we always hoped that it would, uh, you know, have an audience overseas because, you know, uh, the problem with a lot of New Zealand films is they're very uh, local um, and they're very specific to New Zealand. And I think that we wanted to make a film that at least would hopefully have the potential to appeal to, you know, people overseas. And, you know, obviously we want our films to have the widest audience possible. So certainly that's what we hoped, um, we didn't know, you know, how well it would be received. In fact, if anything, you know, people have enjoyed it more overseas than they have uh, in, in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I'm a little disappointed because I was expecting the next Shaun of the Dead, you know? Right, right. Well, 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 you know, I was thinking about this the other day after I talked to you, Harley, and, you, you know, Cliff Curtis from Fear of the Walking Dead is from New Zealand. Yeah, have, have you guys attempted or, or actually landed a, a copy of this to, to Mr. Curtis? 
Uh, we, no. we we bumped into him briefly at um, the Mowers, which is like the New Zealand version of the Oscars. Um, he won, and we didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, we didn't have the opportunity to, to slip him a copy, unfortunately. Although we did um, try and give a copy to Peter Jackson. We um, uh, I sort of have a few contacts, not with him specifically, but someone that could get it to the sort of the gatekeeper of the of the stuff that got through to him, but I, I don't know if it ever got through to him or not, but uh, we did try. That's pretty awesome, man. Peter Jackson. What, what was the zombie film Peter Jackson had out? For you guys, it's called Dead Alive, and for us, yeah. it's, called, for us it's called Brain Dead. Brain why, Dead. Did they, why did they have to change that yeah, name? Was there already a movie names? in the States called Brain Dead or something? I think it was something related to that. I think the issue was directly that there had been a film or there was a film coming out around the same time uh, with the same name, so they they changed it to Dead Alive. I think it's a cool name, Dead Alive. I've always yeah, that's definitely what's known here. But uh, that's a that's a neat name. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is, and that is the goriest movie ever made, Sean. If you guys have never seen Dead Alive, that yeah. movie is. It starts out just kind of vomitous. You like want to throw up, and then by the end, it's gotten so ridiculous, it's just funny. Like yeah. okay, now it's just it's gone it's gone too far. The whole lawnmower. Are scene. you sure? So like, don't eat like a meal before you. you well, watch they have it? normally they have the, the the grossest scene in the movie is a dinner scene, and I think anybody that watches the movie will attest that that's probably the grossest scene in the movie, uh, where a guy's like falling apart and his ears are falling in people's food, and then they're eating it. And it's just, uh, I like the lawnmower. In this movie, Norma, one of the weapons that they use is uh, he straps a lawnmower to kind of like his chest, and, and the blades going. So that's how he kind of takes on. Yeah, the and he of walks zombies. through a group of a million zombies with a <laughs> with a lawnmower. And, What's wrong with Rick? Why yeah. haven't they invented this? Yeah, yeah. It's ba- and then they and then they have the scene. Uh, the, the of course the famous uh, "I kick ass for the Lord" scene, which has become like a meme. Yeah. There's a there's a kung fu fighting priest in one scene that's pretty good. Yeah, what are we good. talking about? I'm sorry, I got to catch up after the pee. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> we were talking about. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt was too. <laughs> they, they were talking about that, uh, that uh, they had a friend that, that was uh, trying to land a copy of uh, I Survived the Zombie Holocaust with Peter Jackson, and we were talking about Dead Alive. Oh, cool! Right on. Okay. So, so, guy, you know, have you always been a fan of zombies? Is you know, like, like whenever you were approached about doing this film and found out about it, you know, has zombies always been a genre in your life, like growing up and stuff? Yeah, we. Um, I guess I sort of didn't sort of. Uh, get, I got into zombies maybe when I was sort of in my uh, sort of early teens um, when the uh, Resident Evil games came out, and um, you know, for the for the original PlayStation, and we sort of, you know, that. That was a, like a big thing. That was like one of our sort of favorite games to play probably on that system. And so that was a big thing. And then also uh, a friend of mine used to watch a lot of um, B-horror films. Um, and he uh, one time he was uh, watching Return of the Living Dead, which is like enough. It's probably my, my favorite zombie film of all time. And, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, like that. So both of those things, and I'd written like a, a zombie film previous to this one, um, and so it had always been something that I'd been really interested in and really into, um, even before like the sort of I guess what you'd call the sort of you know the repopularity of of zombie films over the last sort of maybe ten years. But it was certainly my interest was um, even before that, and also um, uh, they used to. I mean, they don't have many video stores anymore, but there used to be a thing where you could hire out sort of seven uh, weekly videos for $5. And um, 
I used to just get out horror films, like sort of, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of horror films every weekend and just watch them back to back to back. Um, and that was, you know, actually came out of a place because, uh, you know, originally I wasn't allowed to watch any sort of violent or scary films when I was a bit younger. And it was like, oh, when you're a bit older, when you're a bit older. And so as soon as I was sort of like, I guess, 13, 14, 15, and I was allowed to watch what I wanted to watch, I was just was watching all the things that I wasn't allowed to watch before. And that happened to be, you know, a lot of B-horror and, and, and just horror films in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Redneck Zombies? I have not seen Redneck oh, Zombies. That's a good, funny movie. And it's really B-rated, almost like a camcorder, but... Uh... But it's one to right. check out. If you're into the B zombie movies, it's really, now, really good. Last week, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Matt that hadn't seen the film, mm-hmm. Ice Zombie Holocaust. Did you go and do your research? I watched a little bit of it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. That's why I'm kind of silent. I don't want to pass. I need to judge oh, and watch the whole thing. Did it, we didn't capture you then, obviously. We didn't capture you. No, no. I just haven't tell, been us you're watching it at, tell us you were watching it at 2 in the morning and you just had to go to sleep. You had work at 6. I've got, I've got free time to watch things between 11 p.m. and midnight. So right. you, guys, you guys fell right in between that and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I promise I promise it's there. What, what I saw is compelling. I'm into it. It's not you guys. It's me. I, I swear to God. It's not you. It's me. No, I swear. No, I, I love. And one of my things is I, I, I feel like the zombie genre is a little stuffed. So I love when someone tries to take a new spin at it. It's not just another guy wakes up in a, in a hospital, goes on the street, and no one's there. It's you guys tried to do something different with it. And I love that. And there's also, do you, it kind of made me think of there's um there's a video game with The Rock from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the plot is he's on a set and and zombies. Uh, start invading the set anyways it's a tangent but it, it kind of reminded me of the game a little bit right right well i think he stole that idea off us if I... that's what i yeah. thought too i was gonna call it. <laughs> so he might be getting a call from our lawyers perhaps <laughs> now, i remember the very first time i came on your guys show i mean i know you guys love um the walking dead right and oh, um, yeah. I, I sort of i alienated um most of your audience in my first interview on your show because you guys said do you watch walking dead and i said I watched the first season and then I got angry when um, somebody had to kill her sister and I stopped watching it. Um, <laughs> guy's a big fan. Guy's a big fan. So he's he's sort of um, carrying the carrying the baton for me, you know. Yeah, that's right. I, I, so I watch and you know over here we get it sort of a, a few hours after after you guys get it over there. So I'm sort of watching and I've just watched the most recent episode where there was uh, some some big reveals. Uh, if you were well, some would say big reveals. Some would say expected reveals. Right, right. <laughs> and what oh. were what side were you leaning on before the reveal? Um, I th- yay or nay? Uh, well, I thought um, that the person in question was was probably still out there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, yeah. So I want to get, ask you about the process just quickly, sorry, because like we always talk about what our favorite zombie movies are. There's so much to draw from. When you're making a zombie film, how like to what level do you let those zombie movies influence you, and to what level do you say I've got to do something new in my on my own? Well, I watched you know a lot of zombie films. I was a you know a big fan beforehand, and what my sort of process into it was is that I had written an original zombie film prior to this. And it wasn't very good, and it was quite cliche, um, and it was just not really that interesting. Um, it was more 
dealing with the idea that zombies uh, were demons and that the army had made a pact with the uh, the devil to reanimate these corpses to go mm. to war with them. And that, mm. that was the kind of that was kind of the way in, but like, and I think that concept is okay, but the rest of the film wasn't, except there was one scene where basically there's a, uh, they're shooting a zombie film, there's a, gr- a crew shooting a zombie film hmm. while all this zombie stuff takes place, and they don't realise that these are real zombies, and, and in fact, like, there's a couple of sequences that are lifted and have been uh, transposed to what you see in I Survive a Zombie Holocaust, but I think it was that kernel of the idea that you know, real zombies attack a zombie film set. For me, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I love uh, the genre so much. I didn't want to make something that I thought was just like you said, like a retread or a rehash or just something that had already been done. So you know, the first question that I was always asking is like, okay, you know, how can I be very respectful of mm-hmm. of uh, of the genre, but also you know, take a different approach, do yeah. some different things and like have like sort of an original take on it and so you know i was sort of asking myself constantly like what haven't i seen in zombie films um and and what would i like to see and 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 how can i sort of or take sort of things that are well worn and just invert them a little bit and make them a little bit different um yeah so so that was sort of my thought process as i sort of went about writing it but it just came for that core concept of you know real zombies attack a zombie film set and i just thought there was a lot of mileage um, to be had out of that. So that's interesting. So you had a whole movie written out before, but it was this little scene that kind of hooked you, and then you went yeah. down the rabbit hole with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- ba- basically, I've written this this other script when I was sort of nineteen, so I wasn't as good a writer as well. But I, I, I was sort of trying to. I wasn't really, you know, I was trying to do it cheaply, and it was a bit more, I guess, evil deady, you might you might say. And um, uh, but it just it just wasn't that great it wasn't that great a script um and but just that little idea had always stuck with me and then basically over here there was this sort of i guess what you would call a uh competition for this grant to receive um dollars to make a feature film and you sort of pitched these ideas um through the new zealand film commission which is the funding body that sort of gives out most of the money um to make films over here in new zealand and so my pitch was the that real zombies attack a zombie film set sort of horror comedy and you know they really responded to that and so you know i'd already written a treatment which was sort of 30 pages and i just started you know really working on that and expanding that and that sort of became um what you see cool awesome uh, to that effect, then, to th- th- uh, were there any odes? Were there any kind of little winks of the eye towards uh, some of your favorite TV shows or movies? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. the sort of there's a, a sequence with a egg beater, which is a bit of a, a, a tribute to Dead Alive and the Lawnmower. Um, right. There's uh, sort of. Uh, you know, there's, you know, uh, there's um, some shots stolen directly from the Resident Evil yep, video game. Yep, from uh, the yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> and um, and also, you know, just uh, you know, just sort of uh, little references and touchstones to like Night of the Living Dead, and certainly a lot in terms of like my approach, in terms of like the sort of the comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was certainly thinking a lot about Return of the Living Dead in terms of the tone that I wanted to create. So uh, there's definitely sort of um, a lot of sort of stuff that you'll see, like, you know, if you watch zombie films, you you sort of, you know, have a lot of those sort of moments where you're like, aha, I see, I see, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you almost have to watch it a few times then. I've I've, I've watched it thirty percent, so I've got to watch it now two hundred more percent to get all the. <laughs> <insights. laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There is a lot. If you want to, if you do want to rewatch it, there's a, there is a you know it's a few several layers of, of, of yeah. sort of stuff to sort of pick up on, um, and and that's always what I hope is that you know people do take the time to to, to watch it and and and, and rewatch it, um, you know, ideally. Well, there you go, and pay for it each time, ideally. Yeah, <laughs> or, or no, just, just pay for it once. Yeah, just pay for it once. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But, but get it on DVD or Blu-ray or something like that. Yeah, which you can't yeah. actually do it in America. But. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, just download. I mean, I, I think it's a bit of a shame because uh, in America, uh, because it's not available like as a hard copy. Um, you know, there's no like you know we did a couple of commentary tracks for the film as well um, on the DVD, um, but unfortunately, you know. I, I, that's not, you know, that wouldn't be bundled in any of the things you can download it um, within America. Um, but, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, in the future, maybe they'll do a sort of a hard copy release or something like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So so you were talking right when we cut you off last week, Harley, on accident. I, I, I don't know what, what it was. but It but, wasn't us. It's Skype. It's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Yes, it is. But, uh, but but we were talking about all the, the, the accessible places that, that you can get the film. And it's uh, literally anywhere here in the U.S., you know, all the mainstream places, iTunes and, and – Yeah, so I've got a wee list here if you care to hear it. It's um, yes. – so iTunes, Amazon Instant Video, Xbox – Voodoo, Imgo, Google Play, Sony PlayStation. And then on cable, it's on Comcast EST. I don't know what that means. Comcast EST, AT&T, Verizone, Charter, Suddenlink, Mediacom. Wow. I think it's Verizon. It's Verizon. Verizon. What did I say? Verizon. Yeah, Verizon's oh, huge here. Ver- uh, Verizon. <laughs> I like it. It's a new twist. Excuse me, he's from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> And then on satellite, it's available on DirecTV and Dish. Uh, so we don't know what we don't know what most, we don't of, know stuff what is. most of those things are. <laughs> we know what iTunes are and Amazon is and those Voodoo, Xbox, that, yeah. that sort of thing. But I think rest, I've heard of Sony PlayStation. Yeah, I'm not sure about Sony PlayStation. I think I've heard of it, but that's, you know, a, that's a Canadian product, uh, <laughs> Sony PlayStation. Yeah, so so it's available in all of those places. So if any of your um, listeners are, are interested in going to go see it, please do. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, and, and also, uh, on all the things Norma was talking last week, you know, all, all those, you, you can either rent it or purchase the film. So, so, do you guys get stuff from the rentals? I mean, is it, because e- either way, it was a good deal. But I know on iTunes, you know, there was a rental, so you could rent it, it was like five bucks, or the purchase was like yeah, 12. Several dollars, and you know, it depends if you did HD or non-HD, there's a change too. Yeah, in theory, we should get some very small percentage of that uh, in, the, in, the, in like a, a unspecified period of time. But basically, the more people that, that download it and stuff like that, um, the better for us because the more that the distributor, uh, you know, just goes, okay, this is great. This is a film that's, that's, you know, made us money, which means that, you know, we'll get to work with them in the future and then... Also, you know, just in terms of, yeah, that we do get some very small percentage, but we don't Fantastic. know how much that is. That's good. That's good. <laughs> right. Sorry, sorry. I was sitting here trying to get something to drink. Or I, I, was, I was taking a drink. Ugh, but I got choked. Uh, so, Whiskey? Yeah. No. Nah, <laughs> m- milk and ice chips. 
Uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of Return of the Living Dead and, and guy, you, you were talking about The Walking Dead. You know, I went back and they were rerunning an episode from a couple of weeks ago where Maggie was in the sewer. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. And when those zombies, those sludge zombies, come out, yeah, the, dude, the faces and the eyes was yeah. a lot like Tar Zombie from Return of the Living Dead. I almost wonder That's... if it was a nod to Return of the Living Dead. Those those yeah. Tar Zombies. I agree. I thought it definitely was. And they have done that a few times with kind of zombies in the background being like, uh, you know, um, is it... Like Bob? Yeah, exactly, Bob and stuff like that. So I reckon that was 100% a, a, a bit of a reference. So, uh, yeah, I think that's cool. You reckon I could um, have a chat to them? Maybe I could get a cameo and I could come on as like um, Weasley, Weasley Zombie. Weasley's the name of my character. So, you be, you yeah. be a hobbit, man. Uh, hobbit Zombies. <laughs> A hobbit zombie. Yeah. So, a zombie. So, guy, you know, we, we, we were talking about The Walking Dead right before you guys came on, right? And it seems like, you know, a lot of times in The Walking Dead, they have to split up the actors, almost like to split the budget. You know, sometimes you'll get actors here and there. But we we kind of feel like that The Walking Dead needs a cleansing this upcoming week. Yeah. Who would you like yeah. to see? go like father gabriel's like in the backdrop eugene's oh, in the back look, you know uh, there's so many characters now that i mean they need yeah. six or seven of them eating this week i think uh, I, know, <laughs> I think you you know you might be onto something there. i think there's a good chance that like three or four are going to uh to meet their uh, demise I, I certainly um gabriel for me has been the most annoying person on the show for a very long time and i almost think they keep him around because everyone's like, he's going to die. He's got to die because he's so annoying. <laughs> um, but they, so they keep him around specifically to sort of mess with us. Um, so I would say that he's probably um, my, yeah, my number one uh, pick. Uh, to, to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing Carl, <laughs> um, Carl get killed at this stage because he's yeah. been a, quite a he has been a full on deck for a little while, but of course, <laughs> he, he should cut his hair because it's just getting ridiculous. Also, whatever happened to that thing, you know, I think Carol was teaching, you know, you've got to keep your hair short because so people can't grab you. And look at him. He's got this full on mopey teenage mop on his head. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying Carl, to look cool in the zombie apocalypse. I, I think Carl will not die, obviously, because uh, I also like the comics. So I sort of. Have, have a general awareness of it. So I can't see him dying, but I'd like to see Carl and Gabriel die if possible. <laughs> I think Rick, wouldn't Rick just, Rick would just shoot himself in the head though. I think if Carl died, even though he has the baby, he'd be like, yeah. Carol, take care of Judith. Blam. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of here. So guy, if you are all of a sudden in the zombie apocalypse and you have one of these wonderful characters, as your companion, which one would you choose to help you fight off the zombies? But oh, well, you can only pick one. That's easy. That's a very easy choice for me. I would 100% pick Carol because, one, she's she's very smart. She kicks ass. She's completely ruthless. And she's like a babe. She's like a, you know, a bit of a... Yes! Man. There you go. Amen, dude. Yeah. They, they always talk about, they say I'm dumb. For like, <laughs> Carol's hot, dude. She is a hot older lady, no doubt about it. She is beautiful. Um, so, you know, I see only upsides to working with her. Um, so, yeah, for me, it would be Carol. Not Rick, not anyone like that. But for me, Carol is the one. She, she, are, she are, makes uh, decisions when she has to, you know. So are you saying that Carol gives you a heads up? 
<laughs> she might give me a little heads up. Yeah. <laughs> See, it all comes back. It goes full circle, people. <laughs> you know, yeah, and with older women, a lot of times you get options out here. So, you know. <laughs> like, like, like Sean over here doesn't like. Carol's like what fifty, forty eight. He doesn't like him that young. He likes to go with women who were stars in like the forties. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 like fucking Sean over here watches drive him as Daisy with a bottle of with a bottle of lubricant. <laughs> I do. Morning, Miss Daisy. Yeah, Miss Daisy. <laughs> Jessica Tandy. Man, but you know what? There's a you know, around town. You know, since since the whole lingo of social media and and. All is out. The, the show Cougar Town. There's a lot of cougar bars around. Like we went out the other night, and it was straight up all cougars in there. Me and my mm. buddies went out, and it, it was like they were swarming around us. These. But what are cougars now? Like I, they were saying, like that's the 30s. Like my wife would be. That's a too. Hi, Marianne. No, I, I, I think I think a <laughs> cougar is, is ten years. A cougar is ten, like, younger? like ten to fifteen years older. Right. Mm. But, no, that, yeah. A cougar is kind of like they're old enough to be your mom. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Okay, so that's the trick. That's the code. So, if like a sixty-five-year-old man is hit on by an eighty-five-year-old, that's a cougar. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But it's more like a someone who's like in her fifties or sixties hitting on a, a thirty-year-old and a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, it doesn't. No, well, that doesn't work. Well, well, I have, I know a girl who's nearly forty married to a guy who's like twenty-nine. So, okay, I mean, see, there you go. There you go. Mm. Yep, got it. But, right see, there. but see, the cougar bar we went to. I had a buddy that went out there. Check this out. Six months ago, this is like a personal story. Being that we're not broadcasting to the world, but he hooked up with a cougar at this hot cougar out there, right? Man, she bought him a new iPhone, she bought him an iPad, and he ended up losing his job because she would ha- give him money to stay out of work to hang out with her. Well, nice, yeah. Man, I mean, man, it's, it's like rich cougars that go to this bar. Like, 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 that's like a dream scenario. Yeah, really. that's, that's could, I've always been hoping to get a girl like that. Yeah, you could be a stay-at-home uh, filmmaker husband and just work full-time on your own stuff, living off your cougar's uh, earnings. Yeah, donations. You have you have one job to, to please your uh, your elderly elderly uh, sugar mommy. Yeah, you have one job. <laughs> yeah, most cougars I, I think are considered to be like sugar mommies, ones that have money and all. You know, it's the the one we went to is like literally like three four million dollar mansions there, and it's old widows that go out and uh. Fishing for the the young studs like Matto. And, and <laughs> how, how did you do? No, well, I'm married. So I, you know, oh, right. I, I, yeah, uh, Matto, though, who is single, is out always looking for the cougars. I'm married, too. <laughs> why, why are you going to cougar bars if you're married? I don't know. Yeah, He's Matt, just making what's up shit with up. that? It's the, close, it's the closest one to my house. So that's why we got to go to... Oh, when I was dating, Matt, why are you always hanging out at those cougar bars? You have a lovely wife at home. Why are you always going to those cougar bars? Variety yeah. is the spice of life, my friend. <laughs> Matt, do you, do y'all have those up there? I mean, please, it's kind of like please a, do not give us a laugh track. That's the worst thing you can do. Is it, Matt? But, if Xander was to start dating a hot twelve-year-old, would that be a cougar? <laughs> Oh, dear. But the next, the next time that you and Mariana go out for a pint or something, Matt, just, I mean, just look, dude. I mean, it's almost like a fad now. These, I, don't, I just don't know where bars. I, I'm just confused what a cougar is because when I was when I was in my 20s, I thought a cougar would be like 35. But now that I'm in my now that I'm 34, I look around at the girls my age and like these girls are still young. So what's what is a cougar like? Is like it 50s? I said, 10 to 15 years older than no, you. No, I don't think it's an age difference. I think it's like a 50s thing. So like, like if you're in your 30s now, Matt, you would yeah. be. 
dating somebody who's like in their, oh my gosh, my voice is horrendous. You would be dating somebody who's like in their mid 40s or higher. Well, what's the male equivalent then? Just a guy? Well, males don't, it's, it doesn't work that way. I think the cougar yeah. thing is like the woman yeah, being shouldered. Well, what do you call them over there? Do you call them like dingoes or like uh, if, if, a, well, if an older man dates a younger woman, that's just like the guy's a cool guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Like George Cl- George Clooney's like fifty five and his wife's like thirty six. He's yes. just, he's just he's just George Clooney. Yeah, yeah we just, just, we just call him man. You call him what? The man. Yeah. Man. Well, but 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 Harley, I know, I know a lot of times you're posting pictures. You, like you like good pints and you go out to the pubs. But but <laughs> but have you seen a rise here? Because there's a show here in the U.S. called Cougar Town. Yeah, and it kind of started this craze to where old. Oh, it was well before Cougar. If I'm not mistaken, that's the one with Monica. Well, before before Cougar Town, it was Mill from American Pie. Yeah, yeah, and and, you know, since Cougar Town came out, really, you see women that are yeah used to like you wouldn't see older women out at the bars. Like, like I I think that that they've got a second win now, and it's okay for them to dress up, look nice, and go out and, and fish for sex. I mean, well, we, <laughs> we knew cougar bars well before cougar. When I was in university, like there was well-known cougar bars, so the phenomenon was like up and going well before uh, right. they got in on it. I reckon Six in the City would have contributed as well to the oh. popularity. Yeah. No, that's just sex with horses. That's not. Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. Sorry. How, Matt, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Harley, do you, do you see I'm a lot of older yeah, women now tired. going out? Because you used to, you know, you, you would go out. You would go out to a bar and it was like college-age people. Yeah, I think the difference is that I was college-age, so I was going out to bars with college-age people in them. Nowadays, now that I'm a bit older, I can't think of anything worse than going to a bar with college-age people. You know, So I go out to the place that's a bit quieter where you can actually have a conversation. Amen, um, brother. Yeah. Inevitably, that's where, where the older people decide to go as well. So I think that um, by default, I have started going to cougar bars. <laughs> Harley, they're fishing you out, man. You got you got to notice this, man. Okay, so Sean, I got a question for you, and, and Tiger raises it. What about someone dressed wow. up as a? <laughs> what about someone dressed we a, up? We have, we have an actual wow. cougar on the line. Yes. <laughs> what well, man? A literal cougar. What was it, Matt? What about uh, what about a young woman in a cougar furry costume? Is that a cougar? <laughs> See, that's funny. Somebody See, should dress up as a cougar for yeah, Halloween. Yeah. A young woman should dress up as a cougar for Halloween and go there as an actual cat. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? That's like a lightsaber. Why don't we have a cougar with a lightsaber yeah. on it? Oh my gosh, <laughs> a lightsaber. That's, uh, the, the, that's Tiger. <laughs> that's Tiger being a cougar? Yeah, some Wait. people have cougars. We have a Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call the male. <laughs> Man, cougar, tiger claw. Poor guys, we just dominated the cougar talk. <laughs> well, what's your next project? What's going on? What's uh... well, the, the, the sort of the the next uh, film is uh, actually sort of, I guess, not quite related, uh, but similar-ish. <laughs> is that um, the next film we're making is called Older, and it's a romantic drama, and it's sort of about um, growing up. <gasps> um, sort of, uh, you know, like that phase that you're in, sort of in your sort of late 20s, early 30s, where, you know, like there's no reason any of us have to grow up anymore, whereas sort of, um, you know, the the generation before us uh, was sort of, you know, they had kids by the time they were 25 or whatever, and it just seemed like that was the thing you did, but now, you know, you don't have to do that, and like, you know, becoming an adult's hard, man, so I guess it's exploring that idea of you know what is it to be a grown-up and 
and then it, we sort of get into a love story and it's a bit of a love triangle and stuff like that so it's very different from the zombie film um, what about is it like a quarter life crisis type thing like i know exactly yeah. that age range you're talking about it's like what the hell am i doing yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. it's sort of, yeah, just exploring that idea of it, you know, it's like, what do you do when you kind of don't really feel like a, a young person anymore, but you don't, you certainly don't feel like an adult either. Um, yeah. and, and sort of like, story yeah, of all you, our lives. Yeah. Well, you guys might like it then. <laughs> but it, it's, it's been, um, it's been shot. That one's all shot and it's just oh, in wow. post-production now and it's yeah. looking, it's looking really good. It's looking really promising. Um, and yeah, that should be out. We're, we're kind of hoping for 2016 that should be out. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if anybody yeah. wants to find out more about that, there's a Facebook page, which is, um, older the movie. So, um, just look up older the movie on Facebook and you should find it. And there's a trailer on YouTube and all that sort of stuff as well, which you can, um, which you can watch by searching Pigville. That's the name that we make films, films under Pigville. So if you search Pigville older, I reckon you'll find it. Older the movie, I already found it, and I'm liking you guys. There we go. You beauty, you beauty. Thank also, you. also, we do have another sort of uh, horror film that we're sort of tentatively um, working on, which we hope we might be able to film um, at some point next year, um, which is uh, sort of um, much uh, like a very sort of scary, so like a um, psychological sort of. Uh, horror, which is sort of, I guess, uh, you know, sort of similar to sort of like The Ring or The Grudge or something like that, but also um, sort of set uh, within the sort of world of, um, I guess, the criminal uh, world of New Zealand um, and the sort of uh, the different um, gangs and stuff like that. So that's that's the other sort of big project that we're hoping to get off the ground um, next year. Awesome. Great. The thing about I Survived the Zombie Holocaust is that it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a, it's in, the, fits under the horror umbrella, but it's a, a zombie comedy. You know, it's, um, we we haven't done a true horror that um, really makes you very, very scared, and so that's why this this project's quite exciting. Yeah, because yeah, I would love to. You know, I love all types of genre films. I love, you know, I love the, you know, the, the horror comedies and the sort mm-hmm. of funny stuff, but I also love like truly, truly chilling films that you know sort of stay with you afterwards and you're like oh fuck I just can't stop getting that that movie out of my head and I was sort of interested in trying to create something like that right on is that uh, are you I'm looking over your Facebook uh, thing right now you got a lot of stuff going on by the way which is awesome but are you in all your movies uh, guy like when I see this article about you being interviewed was that a scene from um, older or yeah yeah so a I suit am- there yeah I am an older. Um, I am. I play the main role in older. I'm not in all of the stuff we do. It sort mm. of just depends. Like I wasn't in the zombie film, apart from a very, very, you know, brief cameo, um, because I just didn't feel like there was anything. There was any role for me, and um, you know, uh, and it sort of just depends. Um, it depends on the on the project because you know I do really enjoy. Uh, acting opposite Harley and, and doing stuff together. And, you know, that's how we sort of started out as, as, you know, working on these shorts and, you know, with our internet channel and stuff like that. So something that I do enjoy, but it's also something that I also understand if that there isn't like something that I think that I can play and, and do well, I'm, I'm happy to just sit behind the camera as well. But usually oh, one or the other of us, usually we do act in our, in our own stuff you know, quite regularly. So certainly if you don't see me in a film, you, you will see Harley and, and, and yeah. vice versa. Well, you guys are both very good. You guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. Thank Great. you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's that? It sounds like a rat. Sorry. 
or uh, like a... <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is that that's sound? Like, that's I don't know. Yeah. If that's what my head's sounding like right now. So I'm like, um, am I hearing that in my head, or is that really coming out? That's I don't know what's going on. And you guys have a podcast too, right? Do you want to plug that? I, what is that? That's Ted, ain't it? Ted's yeah, yeah. doing that. Ted, what are you doing? The guy in Harley podcast? That's the one. So we've been doing it for four, four weeks now, 44 episodes. Every every Sunday we release uh, a new episode, and it's essentially about uh, – it's, kind of, it's got a filmmaking theme. So, you know, each week we sort of – we touch on things to do with filmmaking, but it's very much um, – it's a lot – it's a lot of fun and it's really just us getting caught up. You know, we're both, we, we live together, but we're, we're best friends and we're busy and we, we don't chat that often. So uh, every week we have a good catch up on the podcast and talk about what's been going on with, um, you know, in our lives and talk about, yeah. you know, sort of the, the things that we're working on from, from a film perspective and also, yeah, just what's been going on in, in the world and sort of film reviews, stuff like that. But, you know, we also get into, you know, the more serious topics like, Cougars and um, you know uh, masturbation yeah. and, and you know all the other important things in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, so you don't need, you don't need to be a filmmaker to enjoy it. All right, and that's that's a guy and Harley podcast. Yeah, so if you search us on iTunes, um, just search yep. Pigville on iTunes, Pigville, um, and you'll find us. Otherwise, yeah, Guy and Harley podcast on Facebook, um, even on YouTube, we we upload them to YouTube as well. So um, yeah, Guy and Harley podcast. Right on. Right on. Hey, man, I got a question. Right on, right on. The, yep. The, you know, the, there's a lot of topics in chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Sean, no. And the listeners want to know, Matt. Sean. Do you like muffins or roast, roast beef sandwiches? Oh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, is, is, that, is, that, is that code uh, for something? Yeah, it's yeah, code for so. something. Are you a muffin guy or a roast beef guy there, guy? <laughs> I've got a feeling, if they're talking to us, I've got a feeling that we're um, muffin guys. Are we muffin guys? <laughs> but I, I could be wrong. I'm just guessing, yeah. I apologize, guys. I don't... We're talking yeah. about cougars, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the cougar talk is still going on in the chat. And the guys are like, do you like uh, women like roast beef or like muffin? What the fuck are these sounds? I don't yeah, know. Seriously, what is this? Tiger Claw, stop. I'm telling you to stop. <laughs> I thought it was I'm not being nice anymore. Quit it. <laughs> we have guests on the line across the world we're trying to talk to. Is it, is cool that, guys. Is that Norma? Awesome. No, it's not me. <laughs> not this time, people. Not Are this you time. happy you waited a whole week to come back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally worth it. This is this is my third time on the on the show, so that's I know pretty it's kind so of awesome. regular. I'm so excited you you came on. <laughs> no, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's, it's it's always awesome when someone wants to talk about you know our film, and and you know we appreciate that you taking the time to uh, to talk to Harley so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to get you back uh, for sure to let us know what you think. Yeah, and Guy, dude, we got to get you on for some Walking Dead talk. You know, whenever the second half of the season starts up in February, dude. Guy, we're going to have you on just to just talk the Walking Dead with us too, man. And you can update us on all your stuff. Awesome. That would be great. Talking Dead. Talking Dead podcast. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Are you a fan of Fear? Uh I was less of a fan of Fear. I've obviously watched it all because I have to watch everything. But um, I thought, like, you know, I thought Cliff Curtis was great in it. I thought the acting was really good in it. 
but I did, I was frustrated a little bit by the pace of it. Um, I wanted to see, you know, a little things happen a little bit more quickly. And also, you know, you always, I felt got into the situation with fear where, you know, they are kind of constantly just creating sort of diversions to stop the characters from doing what they wanted and needed to do, because otherwise you wouldn't have a show, you know, otherwise they would just drive off into the desert or whatever it was that they're planning to do. So, you know, you've got to give the kid a drug problem. So that's something that has to be managed every single episode and, you know, stuff like that. I just felt like seemed, I don't know. I, I felt like I was being a little bit more manipulated than when I watched the regular mm. walking. Um, yeah. but I did still enjoy it and I certainly will still be watching and I, and I'm sure that it will sort of pick up the pace a little bit. I, you know, it was some things it was just a, you know, it was a bit hard to believe, you know, like do, you know, I also, I guess I'm always frustrated now by the idea that in all of these zombie, um, shows, no one's heard of a zombie, you know, like, yeah. like the reality is, you know, it's like, come on, surely uh, you know, uh, Romero's films were in your reality of the world right. or something. Like, at some point, you know, I feel like it, I think it's sometimes better to just go, look, okay, there's zombies. What are we going to do about it? As opposed to go, what are these things? How do they work? And, you know, yeah. the whole audience knows all of that right from, you know, from literally pressing play on the first episode. And so, you know, you're asking, you're just waiting for the characters to catch up with you. And I, that, that's what I don't like. No, and that's you, you can't really do that anymore, especially now. It's really hard to buy into a world that doesn't know about zombies. Yeah, exactly. But I, am, I have a quick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, you go. I was just going to ask just a really silly quick question. Do you fellas have your own little emergency kit bag handy just in case? <laughs> Bug out bag. The apocalypse just happens tomorrow. We are quite unprepared. We're woefully unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> Not even for a zombie holocaust of any description, but even just for a general civil emergency, you know, yeah. we are woefully inadequate. We would run out of food and water within the space of a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, oh don't, have any, don't have any weapons. Um, no plan. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure planning a little bit. <laughs> I'm just well, well to, to be honest, I think that, like, you know, I, I have been asked this a few times, you know, like, what would you do? It's like, well, uh-huh. I'd probably... I'd probably take, you know, the people that I liked or a couple of them at least and would head out because obviously New Zealand is full of very uh, sort of uh, rich uh, bush area forests and stuff like that. So, and in in the way that sort of the walking dead, you know, it's all set in Atlanta where, you know, there's all this, they're sort of basically hanging out in forests all the time. That's what we'd do is we'd probably go out to a very remote sort of forest area where there's like, you know, um, like, you know, the little shack set up or something like that kind of hole up there i reckon would probably be the best you know now look we would be fucked because you can't (laughs) like we're everybody's got the same idea so everybody's trying to get out of the city and on top of that we're not even the toughest guys in our street like there's a builder that lives across the road and i see him he's building his fence and stuff like that and he would just come over here and say by the way guys you are now my bitch. (laughs) give me all your food i've got my mates with me give me all your food you know, we would be screwed. Well, in saying that, though, that's why I think my plan would work out perfectly because we're getting away from everyone who's going to rape and pillage you and, you're, you know, you, you're going out. And so basically not only to get away from the zombies but to get away from all the people, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, plenty of, there's plenty of forest out there for all of us. Although we would die in the forest. 
We might get we might get lost. We might get lost and die. We're not exactly outdoorsmen, so we're probably going to die. We, we get away from the zombies and die of exposure. I've so been two days max is basically how long you're going to last. Yeah. yeah. No, look, yeah. We're just really relying on nothing bad happening. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> the power of positive thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do a lot of good in the zombie apocalypse. It will. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I was talking to the guys over at ZombieResearchSociety.com, uh, zombie, Zombiethon over there, about uh, viewing a copy of I Survived a Zombie Holocaust, dude. And, and we're going to get you a, a story up over there, being that you guys are in the U.S. now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're global, you know. But they, I mean, they're a few hundred thousand strong, so, you know. And Romero's on the panel over there, and Matt Moak is the creator. Uh, which, right. which we're, you know, we're, we're the official show of the Zone Research Society. So, so uh, you know, dude, we want to push you guys. I mean, you, you guys have the biggest hearts, man. Uh, you know, Harley, dude, I, I love following you on social media, chatting with you here and there, man. It's, uh, dude, right. you, you're a good guy. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for, um, for forwarding that along as well and, and making that happen because that would be excellent. That would be amazing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be Sean awesome. Sean Freeman makes dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> One cougar at a time. <laughs> so, guys, let's get to the wrap up. Let's get to the wrap up show. And uh, and uh, you know, where can you guys be found? Guy, I'll let you go first. Any social media, Facebook, uh, any, you know, anything that you want to spit out to the world? As we're you know, we're global, man. So, uh, uh, let people know uh, where they can find you. So, um, I've actually gone. I've gone dark on Facebook. I've uh, cl- I've. Uh, Deactivated my Facebook because I spent too much time on there. Um, but I'm sort of still connected because you know all the pages that we have that Harley manages. I see the bits and pieces there. Um, so you know you can sort of reach out through our Pigville Facebook page, which is um, just uh, Pigville. If you type in Pigville, Facebook.com/slash/PigvilleProductions. But if you want to get at Guy personally, you should. I got my Twitter, which is um, at Guy Pigden, uh, which is G U Y. P-I-G-D-E-N, at Guy Pigden. So if you want to find me on and tweet me, uh, I'm always happy to to have a new follower or, or talk to people. I have a new follower that's not some spam bot. I'm always excited by that. So, yeah, if you, if you, if you want to hit me up on um, on social media, that's the best place to find me is on Twitter. And for um, for all of our projects, you can find them all on Facebook, but basically just search I Survived a Zombie Holocaust or Older the Movie or Pigville Productions or the Guy and Harley podcast, and you'll find us. But if you want to find me personally, then um, just search for Harley Neville on Facebook. Uh, that's where I um, that's where I like to do most of my networking. So Harley Neville, and feel free to add me. I kind of run it like a public page anyway. Right, right. And, and yeah. what 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 was yours again, guy? Uh, at Guy Pigden. Guy Pig. Den D E N. Okay, there it is. I just followed you from uh, from our main thing, nice. and you know, all the hosts are uh, on our banner up top. Nice. Cool. So, awesome. so is that a dingo or a dog? That is a dog. Uh, that is a friend of mine's dog who I occasionally look after, but I just thought it was funny because my our expressions are matching in that shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there might be some, some miscommunication here too because dingoes are Australian. We, um, we don't know, have... I know, I messed up. Uh, you don't, you, got, we you don't guys have, have snakes here? No, we don't have snakes either. We don't have snakes. We don't have poisonous spiders. We don't have uh, dingoes okay. or kangaroos. Out. Got, what's that? <laughs> no. no we're, all we've got, we've got um, uh, reptiles, reptiles and birds because uh, 
New Zealand was geographically very remote for a long, long time, and there was no mammals here apart from like bats and dolphins. Mm. So, yeah, so the, rest of the, the rest of them are just birds and um, reptiles. But we, we're very evolved now. It's not like, uh, you know, people think of New Zealand as like this place out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, which it is in terms of middle the Middle Earth, right? Uh, yeah, but we still, you know, uh, have cities and the internet and, uh, <laughs> the walking know, dead. and the walking dead. So we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> what was that 80s New Zealand band? Hold me now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, who is that uh, Thompson Twins I don't know but they sound great <laughs> Sim- Simply Red was that yeah I think Simply Red well that is about, definitely a band name what about OMC how bizarre how bizarre how bizarre got the fellas in the back sweet sweet on the front yeah that's our biggest claim to fame, I think. Pet shop yeah. boys. Cruising down the Zingler, freeway right? in the hot, 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 hot sun. sun. <laughs> Ted, you don't, you don't remember the Thompson How Twins? Bizarre. I don't remember what? The Thompson Twins. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them last night. Sweet girls. What? Yeah, I think it's like 4 a.m. for these guys. Let's let them go yeah. to bed. So, uh, no, so, it's, it's 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, well, screw that then. All right. <laughs> case that's yeah, just that's right they're a day ahead of us uh but but uh let's get to the rest of the people uh miss normal where can people find you you can find me on twitter under normie 477 or you can find me on allgames.com on thursday nights at 9 p.m eastern standard time with knuckleballer radio and you can come find me on facebook under normie late oh and if you like to game come find me on xbox live under normie bug i've been playing tomb raider, tomb raider. i finally beat it so and i gotta move on to star wars battlefront oh nice yes you do okay, you gotta go fight some fighter squadrons <laughs> fight some star wars people over there yeah, you gotta go fight some star wars so you yeah. got you guys <laughs> live in tatooine right Pretty no, much. naboo naboo no, what, well, what? I guess it's a cross between the two. So if you're in the sort of, you know, you, you, you can transition from Naboo to Tatooine if you head to one of our beaches. So uh, we've got a pretty uh, diverse sort of uh, landscape. Dang, Jar Jar Binks was there, man. <laughs> Look, if Jar Jar Binks is here, we will have been sure to have shot him by now. So well, well, I don't well, I mean, but seriously, New Zealand <laughs> was, was Naboo, right? No, no. I'm not, no, I'm not sure it was. I think New that Zealand was, was Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah New Zealand was only. But, but I remember, I remember watching the making of of Lord of the Rings, and they went in their Hobbit. Elijah Wood went in his Hobbit suit over to the sets. Yeah, of, but uh, where, where little Anakin was living in New Zealand. Oh. Well, I can't. Com- I can't. Cannot confirm that. I haven't heard that, but like. What about Avatar? Avatar was shot here. Could there be some? Would you be thinking of Avatar? No, I I remember they walked over to the to the Tatooine set in 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 costume with the Hobbit feet and stuff. I watched it on it was on MTV, and they were behind the scenes on the set of Lord of the Rings, and they went with the cast and went over to the Star Wars set somewhere in New Zealand. Okay. Well, you, you know more. Well, than there's me. a story. I'm looking that up. The story says there's a story in the New Zealand Herald about Star Wars. They they filmed a lot of the new Star Wars there too. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, there you so, go. So guy missed his opportunity because oh, guy's yes. a big big fan. So that was his only opportunity to get in it. I've got a Star Wars tattoo, and I didn't even know that. He's got, he's, he's literally got a Star Wars tattoo. What is it? So, 
<laughs> it's so his rogue leader. Yeah, it's the Rebel Alliance sign in amongst the galaxy, like a Milky Way sort of thing. And it says rogue leader. Yeah, because I am a rogue leader. Right. <laughs> so, Tam, where can people find you? Tad again on everything. Um, and yeah, come play some X Xbox. Uh, Matt, do you uh, do you have do you do you now officially? Have, I know it's on PS4, but you officially have Battlefront, uh, or did that get all straightened out? I have. <laughs> oh, very quick story. I woke up to my PS4 downloading it without my permission, and it charged me eighty bucks. So I'm in the process of trying to fight that charge. So if I now, can't we've all come it, to the conclusion that you actually uh, that might have happened when you were either drunk or high. You might have. That's when, that's when the um, that's when the game accidentally started auto downloading. Uh, I was out that night being drunk and high, so I don't know how I would have done it at home. So who knows? No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was in Matt's corner. Then some people said, "You sure your friend wasn't just like stoned?" And I was like, "Wait a minute." No, I was, actually, I was out of the house. Um, unless Xander somehow learned how to use the PSN, I have no idea how I purchased this game. Okay. Oh, Matt was not liking it from the beginning, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Matt had some horrible things to say about Battlefront leading up to its release. So I think this is some. Sort, I think Sony's like, no, this this guy's owning this guy's owning Battlefront. And I played the beta and I dug it. I just it wasn't a game I was gonna buy. That's all. Mm. I, I, really I have love, to say about EA games. What's that, sir? I really love the old ones. You know, Battlefront One and Two on um, I don't know what it was, Xbox or something. Um, yeah. I really love those ones, so I'm excited about this new one. I just got to get off my ass and 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 buy an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go hard. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, at uh, at Madam McFly on Twitter, M A T T O M C F L Y uh, on Sony PlayStation, obviously. Uh, M Bradford. Uh, unless they cancel my account because I might have to do a charge. <laughs> so we'll hold on for that. And on Video Game Outsiders on Tuesday nights. Yay. Yeah. Man, dude, I want to say I love the Xander picture of him playing Super Mario Brothers, dude. It warmed my heart, man. That, that yeah, awesome. I started my kid on Super Mario Brothers last week. It was my dad moment. It was the, the moment I've been waiting I for. I loved it, man. It was, it was the cutest picture ever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, you can move them right along to uh, Postal next week. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, and Dark Souls. Yeah, that's yeah. the next one. You can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5, and that's just number five, FreemanDaddy5. And my Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7. And uh, like Norman said, me and her, we do a show on uh, Thursday nights here on All Games Radio Network. And All Games Radio Network is from the creator of G4 TV. So, you know, if, it, it, there's a lot of good stuff over here. Uh, Scott's built a, a good good network over here and uh he's mm-hmm. he just started his show back but uh but come over to allgames.com and check all those guys out once again guy and uh harley dude th- thanks for swinging in man thanks for having us yeah thank you for having us it was good fun yes yes but on behalf of the mighty all games radio network mr tiger claw for broadcasting and producing us we want to thank you buddy for doing that and tiger where can people actually find you Find me on Twitter and Instagram with TigerClaw305. TigerClaw305. But on behalf of the Money All Games Radio Network, Mr. TigerClaw, Mr. Guy, from I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. Yeah. Uh, You got uh, it. And Miss Norma Latte, Mr. Tedekin, Mr. Madam McFly, myself, Freeman Daddy 5. We call episode 181 of ZombieCast. It took the rap. And you know what? Matt Moe will probably be on next week talking the finale for The Walking Dead. Oh, that'd be nice. 
We were supposed to have game night uh, this Wednesday, but it's the night before Thanksgiving, so I wasn't thinking. So, a week from this Wednesday. Ted, Ted when do you get back to Atlanta? Uh, a few weeks, a couple weeks. I haven't been there in like a year, so I'm going to go a little early. They're still filming, Ted, so you got to take a trip to Sonoy and take some pictures for us. Okay. I'll go down and see if I can run into the, the, uh, all sounds right. very convincing to me, but okay. Well, well, right. Ted, Ted's literally 20 minutes from the set. I wouldn't say 20 dead. minutes. It's a little disruptive. It's not too bad. I'll Good go night, see if he's walking around uh, drinking in Carol's. There you go. Drinking in the Woodbury coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, good night, zombies. you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.